The wheel of time turns, and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become legend. Legend fades to myth, and even myth is long forgotten when the age that gave it birth comes again. In one age, called the third age by some, an age yet to come, an age long past, a wind rose on the great plain called the Caroline Grass. The wind was not the beginning. There are neither beginnings nor endings to the turning of the wheel of time, but it was a beginning. This is the Queens of Fantasy podcast, a podcast dedicated to deeply analyzing, discussing, and reading fantasy series alongside other readers. Each season of this podcast is dedicated to a specific fantasy series and or author. In this season, we are discussing The Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan. Queens in this podcast include myself, Alex, Marissa, and Tay. We are your guides and companions for your adventure through various fantasy worlds. And we just finished The Shadow Rising by Robert Jordan, fourth book in the Wheel of Time series. So we are not even one third of the way through. <laughs> Woo. I almost said we're one third of the way, but we are not quite yet. <laughs> we're a quarter. Are we? We're over a quarter, yeah. Yeah, okay. Over a quarter. There we go. Because a quarter would be if it was 16 books and it's only 15 books. Only. Only. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I can't do math, so I have no idea where we're at. I have to say, I, I do remember yeah. when I first started reading this series, I was like excited that there were so many books because I was like, yeah, like the story, like I get to like read forever. You know, when you like get a really long book and when in you're reality, little? it's just Perrin going back and forth <laughs> just on his horse for 200 Here pages. I go. <laughs> and looking at Fayil. And looking at Fayil and being like, wow, she's so pretty. I should lie to her. <laughs> again but you know when you pick worked up- out well last time <laughs> yeah really you know when you pick up a book like and it's really long and it's like good and you're like oh sweet like i get to read this for like a long amount of time at least for yeah, us that's the hope. it's like yeah a long like you know sometimes when you pick up a short book and it's good you're like listen wow, i felt the same way I like i have the amount. invisible library series which i'm very excited to like dive into now that i have a little bit of time because we're taking like two weeks off from <laughs> recording which is not really that long. That's enough time for Marissa to read eight books. Don't worry. (laughs) But like, that's how I feel about that series. But with this series, it's like 500 pages of misogyny and then a story. (laughs) (laughs) We could Mm -hmm. cut this into a seven book series. (laughs) Also, I've never been so, we'll get to my rating later, but like, I've never been so confused. I was like, good, bad, awful, amazing everything it was everything i had all <laughs> I the have emotions. feelings all the emotions <laughs> i could give it a two or a five and stand by it <laughs> and here are Not my five, reasons but... all of them yeah in this essay i will in this essay i will confuse you <laughs> yes. that's what i will do exactly also i'm just gonna i just i can't even hold it in oh. i was right you were right you were right, you were right. I was right. as soon as i saw it i was so somebody excited. Somebody should have taken my bet. I would be $2,000 richer. That you would. That's all I'm saying. It's funny because you, I, we were talking about this before and you were like, oh yeah, you kept your face pretty like calm. And I was like, yeah, it's because I relearned this fact <laughs> you were like, just now because I didn't remember. You were like, right. That is, that is. I was is like, it could be right. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
But yes, Marissa was <laughs> that right. Sounds- the thing is, is I was like, I wasn't even happy that I was right. I was happy that it was revealed that I was right because I was that sure. I was like, I was, I've never been so confident in anything <laughs> in my life. Amazing. Well, I wish you made some money, but anyways. Yeah. Well, you we could have, taken. you could have taken the bet. And then I, it could have been your money that I had. That wouldn't help me very much. <laughs> no, it would not have. <laughs> okay. Our summary. We've got Emmons Field is attacked. Forsaken are battled head to head. The girly pops pull off a heist and Rand spills the ancient history tea to prove a point. <laughs> And I want you guys to, you two, to rank the storylines after the fact. I know Paris oh. is going to be the bottom, but I, I do, I'm curious about <laughs> me like, tell the ranking you, of everybody. Let me tell you how much fluff is in the Perrin plot that it didn't need to be in this book. You didn't like the wedding? I, I would have loved to see the wedding in more than three sentences. Three sentences. I have gotten more information about the things Perrin has eaten in this book than I got about that wedding. <laughs> also, good on Perrin for just opening. Locking her down right away. Oh, yeah. He, what a what a little... Uh, we'll get to it. Anyway. I was proud of her for coming back and like leading the charge and I was like, yes, girl. Mm-hmm. Remember the first time I read that, I was like, yes, (laughs) she should have run away, but (laughs) she she should have run while she could. Speaking of Perrin, that is where we start off because it turns out the noise from the other side of the town that we thought might have been another attack is actually the remains of the tinkers that Perrin and crew had stayed with the night after their attack. And the Tuathon had been attacked by Trollocs and so very much like not many remained. They were pretty decimated. Oh, sad, sad. That's sad. Sad for them. Maybe they should have a sword. (laughs) Oh, wait. Interesting. (laughs) A tinker with a sword? What a novel idea. (laughs) I just also really love that, you know, you know, Fayil looks at Perrin and she's like, oh, you did this. Like, you convinced them to come here. And he's like, this is not Taverin work. I think you should stop talking always. I am so sick of hearing your thoughts. They're so loud and wrong all the time. I've never known a he's person like, have so many consecutive incorrect thoughts. And like, he's even so Rand has a always. couple right ones every once in a while. Yeah. And parents just sitting there being like, I don't understand a single thing that's happening. And everyone's like, Lord, Lord Perrin, like, shut up. No, done with this man. Yeah. Perrin tells Rain that they can stay in the village, much to Evans Fielder's aggression. They get uh, racist about the Tinkers. They're like, no, they steal children and they steal other things. They can't stay here. And Perrin's like, "Uh, hello. They're being murdered. So, no, we're going to let them stay. Yeah. And then everyone was like, well, of course we were going <laughs> to help you mean? <laughs> and this, the Tinkers coming in is a distraction because, like, it distracts Fayil. And Perrin's like, I'm going to sneak off. I'm going to follow. I'm going to help by sneaking off and follow Gaul and Loyal, which for sure would help in this situation. For sure, Perrin. Mm-hmm. And luckily, he just gets continued, luckily, continuously pulled into different issues on in the town that he must solve it mm-hmm. it really really irritates him but the wheel weaves as the wheel wheels Perrin <laughs> you're meant yeah, to stay he here he also he makes a speech at one point because the blacksmith is like hey everyone's bugging me like can you get them to leave me alone and he's like I don't know what I'm gonna do to help and then he says a few words and he was like it wasn't a Taverin rant and I'm like you think you can control like is this a controllable have I missed something I don't think you turn it on and off it's not a like it's just you're not like all right Taverin powers activate like this isn't (laughs) Sailor Moon like you don't get to choose when you're doing it 
I don't, this man is so, so confused and he's getting just like the best outcome in his confusion. Yeah. And he's confused why he's it's happening. He's got a hot wife. <laughs> oh, he's like, hot everybody wife. loves him. He man, is leading a town. Fail, free fail. Yeah. <laughs> why free? They had, Perrin and Fail had a little cute misogynistic moment where. Yeah. Okay. I, I was just about to talk about that. <laughs> We went to the same spot. It, it well, could we, be mis- we, cute without we being have, We have Perrin realizing that he's not going to get away and he's hungry because that is the most important right, thing in Perrin's life. So he goes in to get food and Aram is inside. Aram's like being fed by all the girls because he's super hot, I guess. I mean, he just almost died and watched his like mother die and like is traumatized. Yeah, he's, but he's, he's still like, finding time break here, basically. to flirt with the girlies. Naturally. So it's okay. And he, Perry notices for his part, Aram smiled back occasionally. They were plumply pretty girls. <laughs> Illegal. That is an illegal <laughs> phrase. I no, no. They're plumply pretty. Also, they're like girl, like they're young girls. They're young. Like, like I think Perrin, one of them is Matt's sister. Calm down. Eyes to yourself. Eyes on your wife, okay? Yeah. I know you're not married yet, but Who you will be. Who feeds him in yeah. the scene, I'm pretty sure. And then she, yeah, she's she comes out and she's like, I've never baked anything before. Like, it's rather fun kneading dough. I might like to do it again someday. And he says, if you don't bake, where are we going to get bread? I don't intend to spend my whole life traveling, buying meals, or eating what I can, snare or fetch with a bow or sling. Why don't you bake, parent? Oh, <laughs> so what Fayo here hears, though, in this moment is that he wants to be together forever, you guys. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. This does not sound like a girl who ran away from home to join. Fail needs a girlfriend hunt. who is not Bane or Chiad that will be like, girl, get out. <laughs> I volunteer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kind of. A little bit. But like, seriously, I was like, again, it's like an almost cute scene, but you had to just start it with the comment that I hear when I'm playing Call of Duty online with 14 year olds. Go make a sandwich. Go basically. make me some bread. <laughs> Why are you baking bread? It feels like, well, obviously the cook is going to yeah, do that. Yeah, obviously like, the cook is going to do gonna that. Like, do you think my lady hands are going to be kneading dough for the rest of your life? Hello, Perrin. You are a lord now. We're too rich to bake our own bread, Perrin. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes. Could have been cute, but not quite. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Missed the mark. And in this, in this moment, we have Aram... He like gets up and he walks over to the weapons because they're in the inn and this is where they've been storing all of their weapons. And mm-hmm. he's like, who owns these? And Perrin is like, no one. Nobody owns them. And so he picks up a sword and he asks to be taught to fight. And in this moment, his grandmother like walks down the stairs and obviously it's to her horror because he's a tinker and they don't touch weapons. They follow the way of the leaf. And so she basically like grabs onto him and like tries to pull it away from him. And it's actually like a, a sad scene when she's it's trying to take the sword from him. It's a very sad scene that Perrin decides Ruins. to just <laughs> insert himself into because he's not because he's Tavarin and trying to p- change people's destinies. Like, men so. deserve to fight. <laughs> but he goes, they're having like this like, like really heart wrenching scene where I I was like, this is really 
dramatic and sad and we have this like loss of culture because of a traumatic event this idea like that we've seen happen through Rand's like the visions that the he event had being that his like they were attacked by Trollocs and he basically watched his mom be killed so yeah he's and like, he I was like I could have stopped them if I had a sword or like something to protect myself with or to protect her with and you know and then Perrin's just like so upset by this that he goes leave him alone any man has a right to defend himself to defend his he has a right <laughs> and I was just like it always it always with Perrin's lines too it always says like he said this harsher than he meant to like he's always harsher than he meant to be like maybe he, he needs is. to just, no, no no like it just, it says yeah I know like, I know but line, like but I know maybe he's but just like, harsh yeah maybe he's just a jerk <laughs> You had to fish for the right word there. I wanted like to use so like, many other words. Accidentally <laughs> using the power. <laughs> yeah. He's a silly goose, as my nieces would say. But so... we now have prophecy point number three fulfilled. A tinker with a sword. And Perrin sends him off to be trained by Tam. I gotta say, Robert Jordan made these images, right? And they were, like, interesting. We even had, like, a little debate about, like, which one was the most interesting and all this stuff. Like, you know, like, Min saw these things. And both of them have come to fruition in a way that I was like, that kind of fell flat. Like, I was expecting more out of this. Like they were like, in a battle the and, and he picks up the sword yeah, and like exactly. fights the trollic. That's what yeah. happens. Yeah, like that could have been badass. Mm-hmm. That could have been great. Instead, his mom just died and he's upset about it. Matt's whole thing about like dying and then coming back and like I know there's more to that whole prophecy thing, but just like it was just Rand getting a little too handsy during CPR. <laughs> like I, I just wanted more out of that. Yeah, he was like, oh my god, he died and came back, and it's like cool. That was well, the most be boring way I've ever seen a character killed <laughs> it's got crazy cpr and he's back <laughs> <laughs> there is more to matt's situation for sure but i don't know about perrin because i don't remember because perrin's the worst oh, oh, wow. I, there was also so isla has this which if somebody said this to me i would be on the ground crying probably because i'm a woman and i'm weak like that but <laughs> she says he like the trollocs took my daughter and all my grandchildren but one and now you take him he is lost because of you perrin you have become a wolf in your heart and now you will make him one too and i was like heart-wrenching it is i mean but again every time perrin opened his mouth i was like you ruined the scene like the, the you just had no reason that's true to yeah. insert yourself because the scene starts out super sad and then perrin's like actually listen to me actually second amendment <laughs> rights like, whoa, dictate just... that i can defend myself like that he like i was just like <laughs> they were having a moment yeah i feel like you could have just sat there and waited it's perrin perrin just gets into things i think it's funny that isla calls aram lost when the aiel call the tuatha on the lost ones but so then a tinker with a sword mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's kind of like dramatic irony is a lost one and the tinkers yeah. are the lost ones so they're all just calling each other lost they're all lost no lost it's true then we have bran walking in every time this is a random side note by me but in the audiobook that's how i'm listening to this bran and rand sound really similar so every time like in the scene when it says bran i'm like why is rand here <laughs> like for a second i'm like where Wait, did he come from <laughs> So Brand walks in. He opened in. a little trap door into the floor again. Great. Now I'm going to say Brand. Brand walks in. <laughs> walks in to tell Perrin that White Cloaks are on their way and Perrin suspects it's to arrest him, which it is. 
and he rides out and makes a deal with them, basically allowing them into Emmons Field to help defeat the Trollocs in exchange for him once the Trolloc threat is dealt with. And Fael is not happy about this. Yeah, because for why? For why? This was the most... He doesn't want any more killing. Uh, everything that happens to Perrin in Eamon's field could have been summarized in like five chapters. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm not even joking story. because Loyal took one look at that waygate and was like, well, it can only be open from the outside. Who do you think, do you not think somebody here is letting the Trollocs through? Like nobody thought to have that thought that like maybe being op- able to open it from the outside was like maybe a bad idea. <laughs> like I know that was like a little bit more culture didn't want to destroy it. So I can get a little bit more on that side. But that's the whole plot point, which for shame, Robert Jordan, that we didn't get to see Loyal go and do this. The we hero. never get to see Loyal do the things. We always have to the miss it. No, he just comes back absolutely drained. Of well, like- yeah, but also... <laughs> like fireman hauling gold he's been carrying an aiel who's like a tall guy (laughs) he's like he's like doubled down on the hero part and robert jordan was like a few lines about this will certainly satisfy my readers (laughs) what we want loyal i didn't call everyone in this town plump and pretty (laughs) but you couldn't give me five seconds of closing the wigget anyway that was all pointless because they could have just dealt with that to begin with and then also this entire thing with the white cloaks ends up being entirely pointless because the white cloaks don't finish their part of the deal and the parents like haha gotcha and <laughs> oh, Perrin pulled a nice die move there because he spoke you know around How the truth dare you alex <laughs> he is not an Aes Sedai. he is not taverin he, he is a blacksmith he is not a woman <laughs> and he is not a woman that is yeah, first is certain. not as conniving and <laughs> we also we have a very disappointing part for me so this was very upsetting so a couple podcasts ago i said wow i love that Nynaeve has this thing that she says where she's like you'll make your fault like i'll make her you wish your father never met your mother which i had only noticed her saying and now everyone else is saying it. Like Jordan was like, this was a fantastic Wait line. A I, I like am this. so brilliant. <laughs> everyone is just going to say this because we have Bornhold saying that. And I was like, you couldn't give it to 90. Like you couldn't give it to. Or at least like two rivers people. Yeah. Not just Yeah. Like I just. <laughs> it seems like an odd thing for a white cloak Your characters, the characters in the story, they have, they are shadows. Like they're like blobs. Like they're not actually like fully defined characters. They're blobs and they kind of all blend into each other when necessary and but they have distinction when you need them to have distinction but like this was like a cool thing that you could have just given to Nynaeve and or Two Rivers folks like you could have done either but instead now it's just like a saying that everyone in this world says okay I'm bored like what was I don't know yeah way to like de-characterize your characters <laughs> Take I, don't, I don't speaking of Nynaeve we go back to their storyline we get rid of parent for a while First off, we have Aginen, who's following Gelb to make sure he picks up the right person this time, which seems like the absolute biggest waste of time. <laughs> like, why not just look for the people yourself? I don't Whatever. And she helps save Elaine and Nynaeve when she realizes that Gelb is about to attack them, thinking they're who she's looking for. They're not who she's looking for, but Nynaeve kind of looks familiar. And then as a thank you, 
Nynaeve and Elaine just immediately trust this woman, <laughs> invite her over for tea, and they're just like, yeah, we're eyes to die. Let me answer all of your questions. <laughs> Not at all questioning why she's there, who she is, and why they can vaguely recognize the way she talks. I mean, she turns out to be fine, but like, wow. <laughs> I mean, she she saw Elaine channel, so part of yeah. me was kind of like them doing a little bit of damage control and being like, oh, hey, so you saw that? <laughs> Don't worry, it's fine. I suppose that's true. She has every reason to go there because she's already conflicted about the Damani situation. So yeah. she's like, hey, this could give me more information. I was just shocked. They, they told her a lot. Questions. They were like, <laughs> yeah. what they do you want to know? Way more than they needed to. Yeah. Again, it felt a little annoying to me because it was just another moment where I felt like Nynaeve's character was really inconsistent because Nynaeve was kind of like, oh, like, let's just tell her. She's my friend. And Elaine's like, maybe we shouldn't. I don't know. Maybe I'm smarter than you. And it was just like, like the Nynaeve we've seen in the past three and a half books would never have done that. Like, I don't know where that came from. Yeah. And so it was just like very convenient plot based for Nynaeve I felt like that would have fit Elaine a little bit more not not revealing so much either that was just kind of too much either way but like just damage control from mm-hmm. Elaine would have made more sense mm-hmm. yeah and Nynaeve being more upset and about Nynaeve it Nynaeve being more like shut up like we shouldn't be talking about this like m- more aggressive whereas like Nynaeve was like oh my god friends <laughs> Like, hey, girl. Also, we have just Elaine. Just also, again, somehow this was misogynistic and just showing how, like, Elaine, despite being prepared for all these cultures, apparently, again, very inconsistent, was, like, judging everyone from this culture. She's like, all these clothes? They're so indecent. I feel so exposed. Like, I shouldn't be it's wearing silk that. and it's tight. <laughs> no, um, it's silk molding itself to me. Ew. <laughs> Gross. Ew. Another Elaine thing. Ew. She is convinced these men are trying to take her instead of Nynaeve. They're like, oh my God. Oh, that was. They know I'm a princess. Like, they're coming for me. (laughs) And Nynaeve's like, they were like trying to get me. And I need, or like Elaine was like, grabbed me, like just to get you out of the way so they could get me, which <laughs> she also did when they were leaving Tyr. Like it was Moraine and Lan who went and got Tom and Julin to like go with them. And Elaine's like, mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Rand sent them to go with me because like he's worried about me. Oh my God. <laughs> I feel Sweetheart. like every female, female character in this book, Jordan is like, oh, I'm going to write them and they're going to be so cool and they're going to be so awesome. And then he's like, wait, I made them too likable. They suck. They have the worst thoughts ever. You would never want to be alone with this woman. I'm just like, if... We could have just like great until you hear their POV in the yeah. It's like it's like (laughs) Moraine. Like she was like, I want to use everyone. Like that was her thought. Like in a villainous (laughs) laugh. Like I was like, what is this? This is really weird. Yeah, Elaine's POV has been killing me. Like she was so cool. Yeah. I mean, I like Elaine, but the there are some POVs where you're like, are you really thinking these things right now? <laughs> just, just pretend that you're not. Aginan does leave in quite a hurry when she hears the name Baeldomon, because that's the guy that she had originally captured way back when she was yeah. fully on board with the Shan Chen. And then we have a woman coming into the room to speak with the two, like Nynaeve and Elaine. Ooh, I misread this at first. Ooh. I don't know if Taylor was on board with me 
I just assumed this was Lanfear. At I was like, first I did, but there was something different off about her. Yeah, so like they, at a certain point, I was like, oh, it's, it's not Lanfear, but it wasn't sure. Well, she's wearing a black dress. I, that might have been it. Giveaway. So it might have been a giveaway. <laughs> giveaway because we all know that Lanfear <laughs> only dresses in white. Lanfear is a cartoon character. When she goes to her wardrobe, there's, <laughs> there's just one a outfit. million <laughs> of the same white outfit. dresses with a also, silver belt of stars and moons and, and around her and tiny waist. Her hair. <laughs> yes. I can't take that seriously. Like, is she a small child getting ready for like a beauty she's butterfly pageant? Clips. Like, that's what I'm getting. Like, you know, like, like she's got her hair poofed up and she's just got like these like she's like I'm so pretty and Ren's like you are actually so pretty. <laughs> like, what wow, is- I can't believe you're in love with me. It's crazy to have a crazy woman in love with me. Like, wow, wow, crazy. Uh, so she, so a woman walks into the room. They so were that, worried that should have been my clue was that she was that, wearing, that she's wearing a black dress. But I was like, oh, I guess we're getting a new outfit from Lanfear because <laughs> nope, she still has quite. black hair. Yeah, like she's described hair. exactly the same. She's sturdier, I believe. Yeah, like it the, does. It's described dark, like slightly dark hair spilling loose face. to her shoulders, framed a sturdily handsome face, large dark eyes, smooth cheeks. But not with Aes Sedai ageless. be Lanfear. Like, it's, it's similar. Yeah. So they I was like, are... maybe Lanfear has another face on. Like, that's kind of what I kind of took. But no, no, it's not. It's yeah. not Lanfear. Surprise. They are worried that it's like, maybe she's Black Aja because they don't know who's coming in. It's just Rena or whoever is like, oh, someone is coming to see you. And Elaine has the power ready to do whatever. But as this woman walks in, she weaves something. And then immediately Elaine and Nynaeve are like, oh my gosh, let me tell you everything. Like, I'm going to need to answer all your questions. So we're seeing compulsion. Here. Yeah. That's what's happening. They don't realize it because she, after the fact, she tells them she's real, to forget they were there. She's real obsessed with Nynaeve too. She's like, you are really really powerful and you're blocking it we would have trained that out of you she she sees Nynaeve um, as a like tool she's ago. like we can use you yeah. gonna keep you around also Nynaeve has a little moment where she's like I'm so sorry I blocked myself I'm scared of the power yeah she yeah she just completely cowers over and I was I was still just kind of going with it being Lanfear and I was like why haven't we seen this from her before like this seems really crazy it made more sense later well that it's not her but she quest she's like oh Rand Althor so that's his name now that's when I clued in oh this isn't Lanfear like this this girl mm-hmm. she would know Rand but she she's asking them these questions and they're they just want to answer the questions like so perfectly that she asks if they have any Terangriel in their rooms and Elaine's like nope but like in her head she's like I have it between my breasts but she that wasn't the question <laughs> like okay <laughs> yeah I guess that's the the downfall of compulsion is sometimes if it's too strong in that sense like you have to answer I think the downfall the of right compulsion questions. is that you're an evil I person mean that, but yeah. when you're using it this is like one of the <laughs> yeah like you have to be very it's Again, it's like buffet, right? You yeah. have to want to answer very them. specific. You be very specific. Yeah. So she tells them to forget that they had this conversation and then walks out and Nynaeve is like, And she Who's well, her? she says she's gonna come back for Nynaeve for her retraining yes. also, which as a Nynaeve lover, I was like, No, don't <laughs> ah! do that. <laughs> Dark Nynaeve. <laughs> Ooh, a dark name. Did you have any guesses as you read that, Tay, of which Forsaken it might have been? Or, I mean, you haven't really gotten much on any of the other ones. See, my issue, sorry, I'm going to just interrupt Tay's 
uh, uh, chance to answer it here because I'm just going to say... didn't even have a chance to answer. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm just going to say my frustration with this is... You don't even know. Robert Jordan's like, let me not tell you anything about any of the Forsaken until they become relevant and then I'll just vomit their <laughs> entire life story on you. So I was like... Yes, that. If it's not Lanfear, like, I don't know who it is. It's kind of why I also was like, is it Lanfear? And she's just acting really weird because I feel like we would have gotten like some weird description by this point of a new Forsaken before she walked in the room. But then I was nope. like, I don't yeah. know. Anyway, Taylor, did you have a theory? Pretty much the same feelings is that we don't get enough sprinkling of them. Yeah. Like I think Mogadine's name has been in maybe twice and like yeah. not with any relevance, just that she is a Forsaken. And that's kind of what we get for most of them. Their names are just kind of thrown in there as like, oh, that's a Forsaken, but not enough to actually like make me remember them. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know who it was at this point. Or I think I even actually in my notes, I did say at first I thought it was Landfear. I think it's the other Forsaken. Mogadine spelled very wrong because it wasn't in the text at the point <laughs> or something like that <laughs> is what my note says. Yeah. Yeah fair it would be like the next one i think that it's the other name that we've gotten maybe more than once so then we switch gears over to suan sanche she's just hanging out in her office looking at her box just of secrets. thinking about how laris is just a woman too fat to bend far enough over naturally because <laughs> we need we to the, the fat phobia just like came in real hard in this book too <laughs> like there was nothing really that much like they were mentioning like fat innkeepers and like how ran felt safer with them and stuff like that was it before this and then now it's like like and they're fat and they're so fat they're and so ugly. i don't like them <laughs> like what but like not even just like as a descriptor describing how the character looks it's like and they're fat and that's a, a problem trait. yeah yeah it's like, <laughs> like okay once again if we're going for the realism of medieval-esque times this would not have been looked at as a bad thing as a bad thing this looks like, like money oh they can afford to it eat? looks like money it looks okay. like privilege it looks like i might want to suck I mean, up there's to that some person. girls that are pleasingly plump though mm. so so there's a difference between <laughs> okay. plump and, and fat here but it's such a it's such a 20th century 21st century view on size that Jordan has that once again I just this is where I, again I have the frustration with men being like I just want realism I'm like no you don't because all of your women who everyone's like simping after are like a hundred oh, wow. pounds I can wrap my hands around yeah like as if here. that okay. would have been like you are disgusting are you ill can I give you bread <laughs> she's had like a few ribs removed like, yeah like what wrong. when he says pleasantly plump I'm imagining him thinking of like a plus size model who's like a size eight and being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like plump. A, a Marilyn Monroe, like, basically. <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna be honest. It's it's just bosom. I think <laughs> bosom and hips. Like it's just oh, mm, the childbearing hips. <laughs> the childbearing hips. That's pleasantly plump, right? Like yeah, plump in it's just the two it's places. So that I want that her are to be socially in. acceptable to be plump. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> actually so elida bursts in here and her crew behind her to tell her that she's been disposed and is no longer amarillo's seat and it turns out the hall met in 
a sus way with just barely enough sitters to remove her as Amerlin, most of which are either Aladdin's friends or were likely bullied or bribed into it. <laughs> it's it's giving Lucius Malfoy sending Hagrid to so, Azkaban. But this <laughs> also, I don't know, this, I, I was actually ignited with rage Ooh. at this. I knew this was coming, but I, I felt, I don't know, this one actually did make me really mad. And then, of course, Jordan had to ruin it by making her naked in the next scene. But yes. Because that's what the women would do. We also have just the casual mention that Suan had been assaulted or potentially sexually assaulted as a child in an alley. Mm, yeah. Oh yes, that she yeah. fought. Like she said, that it was like this hard is not to get the first of. hard corner she'd ever been in. A fifteen. Oh, sorry, a fifteen-year-old girl with nothing but her bait knife hauled into an alley by four hard-eyed louts with their bellies full of cheap wine that had been harder to escape than this. So she told herself, and I was like, cool. So now we're starting I to get the sexual backstory. assault, sexual harassment sexual violence as world building again cool 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 cool, cool, cool. thanks jordan <laughs> also worth noting it's just like a casual thing that happens but like elida has killed suan's warder and the reason upsetting. she didn't feel it is because she'd been cut off yeah, but like that, that's that, evil this whole thing was very very upsetting yeah Elida's is the worst truly i like had kind of like a background like hope for elida in like the last book or early in this book i can't quite remember where i was like she's like she's good just like in her own way and like she's gonna she's gonna help is what i thought and then she came in that would have been a really cool character she just came in and just usurped the emerlin seat i I was like oh okay (laughs) that's jarring i am slowly learning i think that jordan does not write morally gray character you're either bad bad or good good (laughs) they are either bad bad or good good and the closest we come to the morally gray is doing good, but in a bad, like doing good, but we see their bad thoughts, which is Moraine. I think there are and a few I in think the later that's books like that the closest up. I can see him coming right now to a morally gray character. I thought Elida was going to be morally gray. I thought it was going to be like, she really does have the best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. You were just saying, Tay, like I thought she was going to be like, just so committed to good that she couldn't see the forest for the trees, you know, like she just couldn't. I mean, I will say she's not explicitly a dark friend yet. Like, that's not... It's kind of implied she is. Yeah. But, like, that hasn't been proven, I will say, yet. But there are gray characters, gray men, (laughs) that come in later. (laughs) Um, Like, I'm thinking of the Children of the Light. Like, I guess they are corrupt at this point. We know that there's hardcore dark friends amongst them. But like the idea of them is for the light. Like they're supposed to be good, but mm-hmm. like they're not doing like good. The ones we've seen yeah, really I just, not the greatest. Yeah, I feel like that's also like bad, bad. <laughs> like the, yeah, they're just bad, 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 like, bad in the too. name of good. Pretending it's that like they're Moraine. Good. Yeah, it's like Moraine being bad, bad in the name of good. Mm-hmm. Like she's doing the right things for the wrong reasons. I don't know, which I just feel is so different from like an interesting morally gray character where you are kind of sitting there being like, oh, I don't know if I can get on your side. Whereas like Moraine with that one POV we got of her, it was clear that we're like not really supposed to side with her in that. We're supposed to be like, like kind of manipulative and i don't like you the boys are supposed to be right yeah the boys are right and moraine is i can't side with the boys i can't side with parents that's not not an option this is our eternal struggle with this book is they're like parent is doing right and i'm like i don't don't do it right in a very wrong way (laughs) (laughs) it's not for me yeah so yeah we have elida removing suan as amerlin and killing her warder which is just 
super evil and she didn't feel it in that moment because she was shielded but later on she's actually fully stilled along with leanne which that That, so i will say that chilled me yeah i was i was upset and that was actually extremely well written i felt like the way that she was like trying to deal with that emotion because she i mean first we have a little glimpse at min I guess seeing yeah. all this kind of happen from Min the outside gets back and to the talking tower about her bosom because in the shopping. middle of being attacked and you know this civil war going on in the white tower naturally women would take a second or two to think about what the dress wearing? that they're wearing <laughs> and whether it shows off enough or too much of their bosom mm-hmm, so classic realism is Gawain also rushes up to her and tells her some of what's happening and then he tells her to hide and she notes at the end of that chapter or what her pov like you didn't tell me which side you're on and i'm so glad i can reveal my absolute hatred for gowan now yeah. because he is the worst he he sucks the worst i was i was pretty surprised by that like yeah i'm just literally too. sucking so bad <laughs> i was like oh so hard like i so expected galad yeah. to like if you put Gallad's name on everything Gowan just did I was like yeah that tracks yeah except it was Gowan yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like whoa okay of the two the one that goes to the white cloaks is somehow the better one I don't yeah. understand <laughs> yeah I guess morally in the right place yeah at least Gowan really just he fell off a cliff <laughs> yeah G- Gowan is just and then Suan wakes up this is Suan wakes up and this is the part I was more naked of course I mean, she's naked, and I hate that. I don't I even. That's what you would do to put someone in a cell. I don't know why she's, she's, she's naked, not. other than the fact that it makes you extra uncomfy. It makes you really uncomfortable, and also Jordan. I'm just gonna say one more time. He just has a, a he has a desire to embarrass his female characters by making them naked. Like that's all that was to me. It's sexual abuse at that point because you've been stripped and like and then tortured thrown into a, a cell and tortured and but yeah she she has this moment where she goes she has this moment where she reaches for Sidar and she goes there was nothing there not for her only the emptiness inside never again a lifetime of purpose and now she was rudderless adrift on a sea far darker than this cell and then later she's like oh my god they me like it hits her at the end of the scene and i that that was extremely well written mm-hmm. like i just i love that her moment she was like still getting her bearings and then she was like hey i can't access the power that's fine like she kind of like that was okay yeah, that happened taking catalog of it and then she was like she had a second she was like oh my god like they still be mm-hmm. like they still and then she kind of starts to panic about it and i was like oh god yeah you feel that and seeing her come it, to yeah. terms with that, it, that was gut-wrenching i was like oh my god seeing her come to terms with it in the scenes she's in too where she She's like, I gotta say that, like, okay, I'm stilled. I have to say it. Like, she I can't say it without flinching. Love her. Yeah, this Swan is whole great. thing. Like before, she was just the Amarlin seat, whatever. And then I don't know. He wrote this really well, which means every scene I see from her now on is going to be worse, and she's going <laughs> to be the peak. most inconsistent character <laughs> oh, <no>. ever, <laughs> because that's what happens. But she's been doomed. She's been doomed. But I did feel like this was extremely well done yeah Suan is cool yeah and the way she tries to deal with this and the way she ends up dealing with this is like this whole chapter I wasn't expecting like when it started I was like oh I don't want to read about how shitty you know they're going to be treated here and then I was like oh he actually handled this like pretty good and I don't the naked bits but I was expecting that (laughs) yeah I mean we we got a preview of that with him viewing of course Mm -hmm. no (laughs) oh what what did she say about 
something something taking a lover yeah no doubt yeah. it means i'm gonna take well a i mean lover. we all no knew, doubt we all knew that yeah. that's not no. what was happening because she said it so naturally and i mean gotta hate the women getting her like power taken away but i do this does start like one of my most favorite storylines in this whole series and yeah. it's like the beginning of the beginning it's cool to see like she's just regular now right so like she has to find ways to fight and I, keep fighting i did think it was without... interesting so like min in the next scene so min obviously comes and rescues yeah them and that is feel real bad by the way for the random call out i did where i was like but that's leanne she's gonna be evil and no she's ride or die she's really, she really is, is ride really or die with i made that was like half a joke and she's just getting thrown into it like <laughs> that was like half a joke half a like wouldn't it be cool oh, if i was Swan, right and then leanne's Swan just leanne like being tortured alongside sure. sue ann and i was like i feel bad that i said that feel a little, i'm sorry leanne you deserved better thoughts from me <laughs> so min rescues them with help from loris and then sneaks them out of the tower and she she goes to get them and then loris is like i helped you but like i really shouldn't be here anymore like i gotta go we also discover in the scene too that so because their power has been stripped like they look younger they yeah. like lost the agelessness but they look like way younger than they did mm -hmm. which is kind of a good disguise they can also lie now which suan discovers they leave the tower and then gawain confronts them because he is the absolute worst I'm trying so hard not to swear when i talk about him. <laughs> he's the worst <laughs> he confronts them and he makes suan tell him where elaine is and she just like spits out where they are that they're studying and and she's telling the truth yeah with uh with a certain character and he assumes she's still bound by the oaths but she did say a Which... lie there <laughs> i don't actually no i mean i guess he fought for the other side so like yeah it makes sense to not tell him but like he is her brother <laughs> so i don't know i mean i understand i do hate him and like but gowan's concern is like or motivator whatever is like just his sister and Egwene mm -hmm. being lumped in there because she's pretty but like she's he got <laughs> This whole time he's been like in contention with Suan like for months about where they are. Like he just wants to know where his sister is. She's just disappeared, and his whole upbringing is like to be the first sword for her. Like yeah. his job is to protect mm -hmm. her, and he can't because she's just been swept away, and no one will tell him anything. Which so like I I get that yeah, part. There is also the implication of like him having grown up around Elida and mm -hmm. being familiar with her. So that's true. Says, I didn't even think of that. Suan is evil and going yeah, against it and she's been believe. lying to him as much as she can for months about where his sister is like I could see now that I'm thinking about it now that you actually said that Tay and I I was like yeah well he, she he does know Elida mm -hmm. like he it would make sense for it him would to actually be like... it actually kind of I wrote this off as like this seems so out of character for Gawain but like now that I'm thinking about it I I kind of want to 180 that. I think this is unfortunately in his character. You made a good point there. I I didn't even Ooh. think about him being him knowing Elida. Like, to like, together we really we really we, that... we really figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about him being the first sword either and like how his protection of Elaine really does go b just beyond like regular sibling protection, mm -hmm. but like to protect her that much. And in with that vein, if I, I, I could think him seeing Elida at the front lines could be like, well, my mom trusted her. Like, obviously, you know, she brought my sister here. Like there should be some level of she's not going to be working for like the powers of evil. Mm. This is probably in the best interests of everyone. Yeah. 
I mean, he killed Hammer, though. Yeah, it was the killing the warders for me. I was like, oh, my God. They were, he was just training you. And now, (laughs) sad. He takes them to the guards and they find out like no one is allowed to leave. And then he threatens them. And this is when we discover that Gawain and his younglings, not the Star Wars kind. hate that. (laughs) Killed the teachers that were going to rescue Swan. So Hammer and the other one that was mentioned, I don't remember if that's ever been mentioned before. They were mounting the resistance to like go save Suan. Before she got stilt too. Like Yeah. And they only lost because Gowan rallied the younglings and He killed Kulin and Hammer. Yeah, I don't remember if Kulin was ever mentioned, but Hammer. I I assume he was. He was probably mentioned when Matt was wondering about or something like that. Yeah, Hammer we talked to though. Good old Hammer. We 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 definitely I remembered Hammer. Pour one out. Pour one out. I also want to mention another scruff was mentioned. I believe this is our third or fourth yes, scruff, the scruff of the neck. Of the neck when talking about a human. Um, <laughs> just throwing that out there. In case anybody listening is an author, humans do not have scruffs. And if you, <laughs> you can't yeah. pick someone up, a it, human by the scruff, of you their can neck. have one scruff in your book. You can't have this many scruffs. It's too many. <laughs> Anyways, like scruff of the it shirt, three maybe? scruffs too many. You could even just say like back of. Like, I I just don't understand. There's no extra skin there to pull on. The like, first one was like from, a dog from Perrin. You know? So I was like, the wolfiness, like calling the that the wolfiness in that I, one. I yeah. was like, maybe, okay, fine. I hated every second about it, but at least I could write it off with the wolf. I mean, there's part. another like trait getting put, dripped in with other characters, similar to Nynaeve's line. Yeah, about it's like you could have just kept that for Perrin. Perrin's wolfiness. You know, for every time that he decided to physically abuse, abuse his future wife. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Save the just in case we needed him. that again. Anyways. Good old scruff. Yeah, so we had, we also have a nice little Gawain's future from Min. He's either going to break Egwene's neck or be kneeling at her feet. So, uh, yeah. I do, no I comment. do think, I don't think Egwene's going to die by having her neck broken by Gawain. So I have to say, I think the first one's going to happen, mm-hmm. which means I do think that the second one's going to happen now because you said the first one. Was. No, 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 no. I'm going to stick with that because I just don't think, I mean, now I'm starting to doubt myself, no. but I'm going to just run with it. Mm-hmm. I, I do think he's going to end up being bound to Egwene as her warder mm. all right yeah i versus calling it now yeah i, I, well, I called it before too yeah versus <laughs> yeah. calling it again <laughs> i agree that like i think there's gonna come like a moment where he's gonna have to pick between the two and he's not gonna break her neck i think it's gonna be way too violent for any comfort comfort level that i have with the violence against women i think he's going to get very close to twisting her neck yeah and then i think he's going to falter and he's going to have to be bound to her i agree but that sounds like a really interesting scene so it's probably not gonna happen like that at all (laughs) we've written it too well it won't happen (laughs) do you guys want to rewrite like uh, (laughs) maybe And also on the way out, we meet Loghain. So Suan pulls him aside. Oh, I and, almost and forgot about that. Vows, vows he will have revenge. That was very important, her. too. It, it was, but it's like kind of a side note, basically. Also, Loghain's like, I don't really, like, I don't, I just want to kind of die here. Yeah, like, 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 he's real sad. And then like, Suan's like, well, I'm living to kill Elida and to torture her in the way that she, like, to rip everything from her in the way that. So do you want to also let you <laughs> on that? He's like, yeah. yeah. Do, do you want a carpool? Like, I'm freaking in. Let's go. <laughs> carpool. 
<laughs> hey, we're on our way to ruin Alina's life. You want to quit? <laughs> Join? Um, Get it, loser. We're going yeah. shopping. <laughs> the note that Gawain got them doesn't specify who or how many people can like pass through, leave the city. So Convenient. we can just loop Lugain in with us. Like, got you covered, bud. Come on. Let's go. Lugain's a part of the crew. Here he is now. And yeah, I mentioned this already. Hate that she's getting her power taken away, but this does start the beginning of the beginning of one of my favorite storylines. And it is interesting to see Suwon like go through that and then have to like fill the need with like revenge, basically. We jump back to Rand and Rand is being lectured by Avienda on Aiel customs and he's actually learning quite a bit. He kind of enjoys it because sometimes- I, I don't think he is. Sometimes. I actually really disagree that he's learned anything because she's like, I've explained well, this to pretty, you so multiple times before. And he's like, eh, it's not really important. Well, and he's he very confused. Do something. And then he's like, wait, I should have listened to Avienda, who I'm falling desperately in love with. Dun, dun, dun. No, I put a big red flag. <laughs> it's like, don't do uh, yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's happening. So I was the wrong. Downfall. <laughs> Remember when I was like, oh, it's going to be Lanfear, Min, and Elaine, because that's super interesting. And Lanfear's going to have like this moment where she could get pulled to the side. Again, I was thinking too hard about it. It's obviously the pretty girl who's with the Aiel who has to give up fighting. And she's going to be like such an amazing bride for him. Oh. <laughs> it's going to be so great. And it's going to help him. It's going to be like a political marriage where he's you know, getting in there so that he has like an Aiel on the inside and then he'll have the backing of their army. It's like so great for him. Anyway, I'm annoyed. Yeah, no, because Min did have a vision. I actually love Avienda though. Back in the Great Hunt while she was like snuggling Rand's unconscious body. (laughs) (laughs) As one does. He was so cold. That he was going to be with three three girls plus another they hadn't met yet like she saw elaine Egwene and herself men and another girl that they hadn't met and then lanfear walked in so that's why i was like oh it's lanfear it's lanfear but then then we got avienda jokes on you guys <laughs> well we also have and i hate that I- we also had it that elaine or, or rather min saw for for Elaine that she was going to have to share her husband with two other women. Mm-hmm. And so... And Elaine said, like, I'd ever do that. Like, I'd ever do that. But <gasps> then she... And I think we're supposed to be reading this also that, like, Elaine shot herself in the foot here by sending him the two letters. Yeah, the two letters the two always letters, been confusing. Also, too. Elaine is, like, obsessed with them. It was confusing. She's, like, Rand is so totally thinking about these two letters. And Rand's like, I don't... Literally never Understand. thought about those two letters once. Like, what about what about the letters? Like she wrote two letters that contradicted each other. So basically, there's been no letter. Like, Avienda's really mad at me. These two letters were confusing on the first read. Still confusing. I don't understand what's supposed to be happening with the two letters. I don't know why also, they're conflicting. What, I don't know why of, she's like, thinking Elaine? about them and why he's thinking about them. It's very confusing to me. Elena was so cool, and then Rand ruined it. And then she just suddenly she saw Nynaeve and Land kiss, and then she. Was was like, oh, Nynaeve. I want to kiss Rand. <laughs> Nynaeve, you know, was like Nynaeve in her relationship with Lan. So I guess if I want my relationship with a whole other human being to work, I should act like Nynaeve. Act exactly <laughs> like I think Nynaeve is acting and send him a letter telling him how much I hate him? Question mark? I, 
truly still don't understand. I, I choose to ignore the fact that those letters are in there. I don't know why they keep mentioning them. How can them. you ignore? It's irritating. I, I don't mean, know why they're It gets mentioned there. literally all the time. She sent the one it, text that was like, I love you. Like, you're so cute. I'm just like thinking about you a lot. And then like sent it and then read it and was like, oh, actually, just kidding. Uh, you're a dirtbag and I don't want anything to do with you. You're ugly and I hate you. <laughs> don't text yeah, me. Like, <laughs> like the, what's, where's the Taylor Swift song? There's lyrics somewhere where she goes, I love you. I hate you. I just can't remember. Are you thinking of there's lyrics? And he calls me up and he's like, oh, I hate you. We break up. You call me. I love you. That's that's what I'm thinking. We're never getting back together. This is Elaine and Brand. <laughs> Except then he's like, I actually have two other women who really want to sleep with me too so you so it's a fun game hop in you guys the can pick taylor swift songs for rans oh. women <laughs> for rans women i, I could pick a taylor swift song for that. every <laughs> one of these characters it's so hard for me to give proper opinions on these three without spoiling things and i, I want to talk about them so much because i do have thoughts on who my favorite of this like relationships are yeah but you'll have to wait until we get closer to the end (laughs) and then we can decide okay no just a a couple more books and then i can tell you my real thoughts no but you can't because then we know nothing else happens it doesn't mean nothing else happens it's just other things are revealed so that i can be like you can't be like this is the final situation because then we know it's the final situation you have to wait you can't talk alex you have to just sit there be quiet <laughs> you did i'm gonna be honest you make a lot of jokes about forcing us to read this series i'm gonna say you forced yourself to not to be not able, be to, able talk to talk about the series oh my goodness it's so yeah. hard the girl who loves spoiling things just forced herself also you made friends with two people who do not like getting spoiled. i, I don't watch like, movie trailers because i think are... that they're spoils spoilers <gasps> same i'm not looking at the covers of the next books because they're spoilers you two are crazy i would rather get my partner to read online reviews and like watch trailers and like because he doesn't care then watch a trailer because i, I don't want to see something where my brain goes into hyperanalyzation mode and then i'm like i've just i know i've seen the movie everything yeah i need to i've seen the movie <laughs> i don't need to watch like it. <laughs> i haven't seen barbie but i'm convinced i have from everything that's been on the internet yeah. like like yeah. i've seen it what else could there be yeah Agre- yeah i really Agreed. put myself in this situation it's my own fault truly. yeah mm-hmm. you can't talk about your actual opinions of characters until we are done the whole series. I'm just saying that. Yeah. And I'm so sorry. I can't even look at you while I'm saying this. I did reveal my cow and thoughts, we need, we need the arcs to be completed, but we can't know the arcs completed until the series is completed. Yeah, because we can't know that they're like, unless they oh, literally no. <laughs> don't come back. Like, so if somebody dies off or whatever, like, but like, then you can be like, it has to be so obvious, so clear that they have died off because like, Tom. Yeah, it has to be clear that like we're done. <laughs> Tom? That you couldn't have talked about Tom. And then because you couldn't talk about Tom, then we would have known Tom was coming back if like you wouldn't say anything about Tom. So like if someone dies in the future and like you can't say anything about it. We have to see their mutilated Because you can't confirm or deny that they are fully dead. <laughs> like it has to be without yeah. a doubt. Girl, I'm I mean, so I could sorry. Lie, I guess. I'm so sorry. <laughs> 14 you're in for the long haul (laughs) i really am (laughs) so you better sit there and shut up alex (laughs) we're gonna get to book 14 part 
four or five or however many parts we have for that and you're gonna be like oh my god i've been holding this in for a year (laughs) so remember book four um (laughs) remember that part well this is why i didn't like this person (laughs) she's so excited when the next series we read is one that she hasn't read so she can just say things (laughs) be free yeah all right back to rand learning i guess (laughs) since i can't say any more spoilers so avienda's telling him all these things we've got the peddlers being suspicious in case you haven't noticed yet avienda explains this whole roof mistress situation to rand and rand cannot get it through his head that like women are owning property he is flabbergasted about this he also crazy (laughs) he also just thinking about men he's just like like, men is the only he literally says actually i don't even have to exaggerate it min was just about the only woman he had ever met who was who had not tangled his wits into a ball except and then he's always like say that to her think about min say say that to say that to tell her about your tangled balls i i i think the only reason that he has these thoughts about men is because they literally haven't interacted while he was conscious he's like yeah. oh i gotta like they i gotta and- make a note of this this one's falling in love with men wait that's, that's not true they spent a couple months together in camp we just didn't get to see it because right that was it was off screen yeah but off-screen. he was like pouting in the corner for most of it like he he was yeah but he she said was still to be there. off like, by himself he, so he could he could look her? at her she probably like looked at him across the room and like maybe he saw her ankles and like she was kind of pretty although so, it was like, winter so probably not that was nice yeah. he, he also, also pants. he also and then he was like oh i'm even starting to find like avienda enjoyable because she is at least was honest. that your first clue <laughs> yeah there, so there actually, was a couple I was gonna say it in the last podcast i can't take credit for that because it's after the fact blah blah blah, blah. but i did i did have this weird feeling and i was like i don't want it to be true so i'm <laughs> not, just not gonna say I'm it i'm not gonna because manifest if i don't say it then i won't manifest and obviously robert jordan wouldn't have written that and then like the minute this literally the first bit of this chapter opened and they were talking and i was like oh no <laughs> avienda you poor poor thing <sighs> Dun, yeah. dun, dun. The, the bracelet tipped it over the edge but yeah. they're not there yet mm-hmm. we've got again the peddlers so the gleeman natal uh is trying to get info out of rand about roideon and then kadir is like hey maybe i have information to sell but maybe you should protect me and rand's like i don't understand what's happening goodbye and then the gleeman turns out turns and like goes and hangs out with the Shido instead, which later on we discover that he's a Forsaken. So did not see that coming. I don't know if you did, Tay. No, I. Kadir was. Kadir was. I, like the... they were all suspicious. They were suspicious. Like yeah, something was up, but I wasn't prepared for the Gleeman to be a Forsaken. I did not see foresee the Forsaken just chilling with the Dragon Reborn for weeks. What? Just watching just, over. Just. Asmodian is the least powerful Forsaken, so he couldn't outright attack Rand necessarily. I'm just going to say this. These enemies, plenty. He has also, and it doesn't... You said it earlier. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say what you said earlier, because you said it very well. You said Jordan went for the quantity and not the quality <laughs> of his villains, and I feel like that perfectly summers summarizes the forsaken because they show up and we're like oh a forsaken. forsaken and then they don't do they, they they're like very easily defeated and i'm like oh although the, the moment there's 13 of them because otherwise this would be very so easy. quickly <laughs> the, 
the Mogating situation was much more interesting than this Asmodian situation because he's just like there hanging out. He's well, just like, he's also just what like, can I do to, like he's like, hey, people? I was here, and then and then Lenfer's like, hey, I was also here, and I'm like, you guys are the worst at your job. Like I like your whole thing is like stop they were this together man, there. and then they're both just like, we're just gonna sit here and watch him, and also ask him really weird questions that he doesn't understand, and then leave. Yeah. Asmodian, in the sense, was looking for the thing that they find in the end. But he also... He was asking Matt about Roydian. Rand, he was asking, like, how do you feel about basically being doomed to, like, go mad? Like, he just really wanted to know <laughs> how Rand felt about his, his impending... So Asmodian? Asmodian was turns. really like, I hate you. How do you feel about the fact that you're gonna die? <laughs> yeah, he just really... Yeah, he wanted he... to write an epic about it he turned to the shadow because he really liked playing music and he figured if i'm immortal i'll be famous that's so metal that's his backstory (laughs) (laughs) and he has like the least dark reason he's just like i just i mean he's done bad things but like it's just funny to me that that's his backstory He's just like, I just want to be really good. Wow. I feel like all the the metalheads listening to this feel seen. Is Elodian a biblical name? I know he's like king of devils in different things, but I don't know if it's actually like a... I... Not off the top of my head. So we've got, yeah, the the peddlers and the gleeman just being suspicious. Like, it's clear that they're suspicious. (laughs) And Avienda's also learning how to channel with the wise ones. And there's a moment where she, like, throws a big fireball and then everybody, like, kind of congratulates her, but Rand doesn't know what's going on. And Rand's like, I really wish my friend Matt would hang out with me. And Matt's like, I want nothing to do with you. (laughs) He wants to hang out with Matt so bad. Yeah, he's like, I just really want my friend. And Matt (laughs) is just playing dice and attempting to swoon Cassandra, who wants nothing to do with him. Kelly in the scene, or Kylie, or however you say that name, offers to sell Cassandra to him. And Matt's like, I'm uncomfy about the situation. And then they finally arrive at Cold Rock's Hold. And that's that's where that is. But there is an awkward scene where Kylie's like, oh, well, she's only worth a gold mark. And she gets all angry and walks off, not swaying seductively that time. How unfortunate. Like, what's the point if you're not going to sway seductively really why why walk away then (laughs) (laughs) and we arrive at cold rocks hold where rand is welcomed russell raised her hand (laughs) as modius is right a biblical name okay which comes from the prince of demons in abrahamic religions and yeah he generally represents lust and he is in islam mentioned like identified with the puppet and so i i would guess that that's where it's coming from yeah i think that is yes we get we get information here too like just before when avianda is explaining the roof mistress situation to rand and like she explains the whole like ceremony situation where like the husband always has to ask if they can like come in to the hold that she owns because men can't own land only women can which is just so progressive (laughs) great it just you know this was it just felt like a wall that was thrown up to be like i'm not misogynistic i made a culture with the women exactly are it's a matriarchal society and not like a misogynistic no 
that's not what's happening here. Also, it's really it's really weird to me because then you also have the polygamy that's involved in the ideal culture. So, but only one part husband. of the polygamy, like because women couldn't own property and stuff like that, and then they would be protected under like one man essentially. And it's like to do the reverse is really weird. So it's just like all the women own these houses and have all the money and all the power. But they also share Apparently, <laughs> but they're like, let's share this man who brings nothing to the table. <laughs> like, Mark, what are you bringing to this like, equation? Like, what? I'm, I'm, it was just a little bit silly. And I didn't like the way that Rand was talking about it. This is really where I was like, so Avienda is going to marry Rand. <laughs> Because she goes, when you marry with the dragons on your arms, proving your blood, will you follow that blood or will you demand to, to own everything but the dress that your wife stands in, like some wetland savage? And he's like, that's not how it is. Any woman where I come from would brain a man who thought it was. Anyway, don't you think that ought to be settled between me and whoever I do decide to marry? And I was like, so he's marrying her. Cool. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Matt Thank you. also makes a comment on uh, the polyamorous relationship here and says, both of them, yeah. Matt spluttered, light. Two, oh, burn me. He's the luckiest man in the world or the biggest fool since creation. Dun, dun, dun. So this is after they get into Cold Rock's Hold because they all do their introduction situation. Which? And Rand, Kooladin makes a fool of himself. And Rand gets Avienda in trouble sort of accidentally because he wasn't listening. Cool. And then this is when Matt's... Yeah, this is where I, you were ah. like, oh, he learned so much. I was like, and nothing at <laughs> all. Cool. He learned about like what kind of like plants you can eat, I guess. Yeah. But not like the fact that and then he was you can like, have two well, wives. She didn't try to tell me anything other than like what stakes for poisonous i was like we saw it bro like are you trying to gaslight the reader we had her like we heard it <laughs> kuladin is he asks like a clan chief to be mm -hmm. given leave to come under the roof which he's not allowed to do sir you're not a clan Very chief not honorable by kuladin and so what's what's her name leanne 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 leanne, leanne but yeah. spelled different it's just a different spelling of leanne yeah. <laughs> leanne grants him leave but as a beggar she she really threw some shade there basically yeah dishonors Kooladin, but not the whole clan. She's just like, yeah, Kooladin, you can come in here because you you need the shade have because you have nothing. nowhere else to go. Basically, was like the vibes yeah. of that yeah. offering. And Rand gets Avienda in trouble by not understanding that Ruark has two wives here. And then Matt also makes the comment there about him being the luckiest or the biggest fool. But also Avienda, like she was talking to him, teaching him things all these days. Yeah. That doesn't mean she got to everything. Like mm -hmm. maybe that would have been tomorrow's lesson. Like cut the poor girl some slack. But yeah. it's he also, also definitely it's, could not have been listening. <laughs> yeah. I think from a writer standpoint, it is implied here that Avienda intentionally didn't tell him because she wanted to withhold that piece of information from him. him. No, no, no. I think because it's implied that she likes oh, him at this I point. Oh, I see. Okay. So yeah, she doesn't want right. him to know that he can that have, he have more than wives. one wife. Yeah, that makes sense. That so I think that's what we're it. supposed to be like kind of getting out of the scene is like, oh, this is Avienda, even subconsciously not wanting him to know. That's totally it. Which is interesting and because she's coming from the culture where that's the norm. 
but she is yeah, the one I that doesn't want to share. She, she unlike Elaine, does understand Elaine. that other cultures have different beliefs and, you know, codes of conduct and stuff like that. And, and so I, think, I think she is thinking that her kind of lusting after Rand at this point or liking him or being drawn to him, she would be comfy with the situation. But Elaine and Egwene have made it pretty clear that that's a pretty uncomfy situation from their cultural standpoint. So she is doing all of the emotional labor in that situation to be like, I'm going to stay the most out of the way that I can because I don't want to upset my friends. Because she's a girl's girl. Because she's a girl's girl. But I mean, she is. She's going to fall in love with Rand and they're all going to share him and it's going to be what it is. It will be what it (laughs) it will be. We'll have to deal with it. (laughs) The wheel will weave. The wheel will. will Well, Robert Jordan (laughs) will weave as Robert Jordan wills. (laughs) Ta-da. All right, they go into Leanne's home for dinner and a meeting with Matt, Moraine, Egwene, Lan, Rand, and the wise ones. Evian is there too. Ruark kind of explains to Rand who might side with them and who will not. He also gives a big description of like the food they're eating. It sounded good. They lay <laughs> that they lay down on their stomachs, which Robert Jordan was like, "This is cool world Ooh, building." <laughs> like that looks just feels <laughs> just feels difficult. But okay. We also yeah. just I sorry we got past this moment and I just. I just realized it. But right before he realizes that two wives are possible in this culture, which is great news for Rand. (laughs) Bonus. He literally says, which ignited me with a passionate rage for Rand and his inability to have critical thought. He goes, Moraine to one side and Lanfear to the other. How could I be in more danger than that? You just compared Moraine to a literal forsaken. <laughs> I don't think this is I but the thing is is I do think we're supposed to think they're about the same bad. It's just I've I have no evidence of this. I think yeah. that it's partly because Rand trusts them about the same. I think he might even trust Lanfear like a little bit. He more. trusts Lanfear. He trusts Lanfear yeah. in the sense that like he trusts her to do things in because she loves him like so she, he kind of knows where her what a freaking joke what <laughs> like a freaking, she loves he's me so, <laughs> he's so, so sold on it's her it's so frustrating reading from this perspective to be honest like i i just think i get i'm getting so caught up and this is definitely affecting my enjoyment of this book but i i'm getting so caught up with the fact it doesn't really make sense and we're supposed to just like kind of go along with it like it doesn't make sense that he has that much trust for a woman who is literally in this, like, she's forsaken. Like, she's in, like, horror stories. Yeah. And, like, I get that the Aes Sedai are she's also told really as, like, a threat to young children and stuff like that, like, because they have this awful power about them. But they're literally told as a threat to children, in my understanding, because of what the forsaken, like, did. Also, she's, Maureen fights for the light. Like, he knows that. So if he's fighting for the light, which he is, why would it matter? If Maureen uses him to fight for the light in a different way than he wanted to be used, like, it, why does it matter it's so much? Still, like, I mean, I, it's just like, it's, I, I can't get on board with where we're supposed to, like, really hate Maureen. And the one POV from her perspective in this book did not do it for me. Yeah. Having her evil cackle like a villain in a Disney movie did not convince me that this is, like, an actual actually evil character i don't know that we're supposed to hate maureen i think it's that was supposed to be like oh look like maybe it's okay that rand doesn't trust her cool (laughs) rand 
Like, I, I, I just think it's really hard to be on his side and it's really hard to, like, enjoy the plot because when something cool happens to him, I'm still like, but it's still rant. It is annoying every time he's like, oh, can't trust Moraine. I just, I could not believe that he sat there and he was like, and I was like kind of making terms with the fact that like he just didn't trust Moraine. But the fact that he literally compared her to land, like as bad as Lanfear, I was like, you are insane. Like (laughs) you are absolutely out of control. This is an out of control thought. Yeah, facts. So this is where we have Rand going on his world building walk to... To try and find a gift for Avienda because he's like, maybe if I give her a gift, that'll make her feel better. Or I can, it's like an apology. And he like walks through Cold Rock's hold and he sees all the different types of Aiel and he's like, oh, look, they all do different things. So he finds the maidens and he goes up to them. He's like, hey, you know, Avienda, like, what can I give her that would like make her happy (laughs) and make her like me? And they, I guess, mistake thinking that he is trying to court her. So they're like, yes, give her this bracelet and we'll do this really special ceremony where we all drink tea and we say the same words and then go give her the gift. And Avienda's like, you literally just gave me like we're like betrothed now and I just have to deal with this. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take it back. And she's like, that, that it would be worse. You Stop. <laughs> she's not unhappy. Yeah, she's not this unhappy ha- about it. Again, like I just think we're supposed to like, oh, Avienda is also digging around. She's like, I can't have you give this back to the maidens and say like oh she didn't well, like because that looks bad on me so i just have to take it but like i do actually kind of want to wear it because i do kind of like you but also like i don't want people to see that i'm wearing this because she's like hiding it later and Rand's like why is she hiding it but she's not but she's also still wearing it i also do not so, see yeah, it's avienda as an ivory bracelet kind of girl like this has been like she was a maiden of the spear meant for like being stealthy. This I, is Rand. Okay, like, I'm just picking gonna say out, one more. I just want one more out a sassy gift comment for his first about girlfriend when they're in high school, and it's like not really the jewelry that they would want. I want but one like, more. Like she, she's a gold, and he buys her silver, and she's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> she's like decked out in yellow gold. Yeah, and he's like, like oh, here's a silver necklace. Like you don't, you don't have like, a silver one. She's like, yeah, for a reason. Like also yeah, thoughtful. A reason. <laughs> Anyways, I also, I, am a silver I also just think this. To me, this is just like another, like so many pieces where I'm like, Jordan's trying really hard to be like, fashion, cool, <laughs> Ivory jewelry, <laughs> like, you know, what what these girlies want and, you know, like these silk dresses. And every time he describes it, I'm like, this doesn't even sound nice. Like, I don't, I'm not connecting like, with this. A silk dress that's like, clinging to my body, that gives me sensory issues. Cool. I don't Sweaty. like it. Sweaty. It's not going to be cool. Like, like you would want something like flowy and like loose. I want Fayil's riding dresses though. They do sound fun. The riding dresses sound cool, but they're also but can you like explain slim- to me what it, that means? No. What cut for riding means? No. I can't. <laughs> I've been trying to picture these skirts the whole time. What's the slit? What I was picturing the first time was that they were slit on each leg, right? Like on is the that outside? what you were thinking? So my assumption here, and I don't really know how to explain this, is it's a skirt and then there's slashes in it, but they're filled with a different kind of fabric that's like longer. So when you're standing still, it sits and you can't see the slash. But when you walk, 
it swishes out and splits. Not yeah. so you show your leg, but so you see the extra piece of fabric there. That's like what like I'm a seeing. like a so secret pleat, kind of like a yes, yes. Okay, like that. I'm, yes. so I, I t- was thinking like <laughs> I was I was thinking more like she's got like leggings on, <laughs> and she's you see, but her like, legs. like yeah, like but she's covered because modesty. And then had those ankles. But I started thinking about it because it was like riding, and I was like, it's, riding in a dress. Is it very... doesn't make sense because I was thinking both legs had the split and then i was like the part in the middle it's just in the way when you get on the horse yeah so then i started rethinking it and i was like there's no way in my head that this makes sense unless she's literally wearing pants underneath because no matter where you cut the dress it's still gonna bulk up in some weird way unless it is like split split in the middle but then she's just crotch out to the world (laughs) Like on so, the saddle, like, <laughs> like, oh gosh, so uncomfortable. So, and I was imagining like a very like layered dress, like there was like a lot of skirt to the dress. And so when I started imagining like it bulking up, I was like, this just feels like more uncomfy than anything else. Yeah. And now I'm just like, wait, I it in theory it sounded cool. I don't think it it's working in the way that he's <laughs> describing it. Like I don't think he was like, well, we'll cut slits in them so that they can sit on the horse. Where? <laughs> Tell me more. Tay, what's your what's your vision? Okay, so I've flip-flopped between two kind of when I picture files. I'm picturing kind of like a slim skirt, like almost pencil Mm. skirt style, which doesn't make sense, (laughs) but like long and a little bit looser and then cut kind of like on the outside corner of the leg. So there's like a, a flap in the front and then open. Yeah, that's I think that's what I was like a little bit imagining. And then alternatively, I've been thinking just a straight slit down the front and they are just crotch out. Like that's just you just gotta wear pants. I I don't <laughs> think they're wearing pants. I, I think that they're just slapping it right on the saddle. Maybe none of us have ridden enough horses and dresses I, that we don't. I've know. never I ridden mean, a horse oh, in a dress. That has never happened. <laughs> I was about to correct you. I am a farm girl. I was about to correct you because I thought you were gonna stop at horse. <laughs> And then I was like, yeah, like I didn't really go out of my dresses. Okay, so that- here's another thing about the horses. He's always talking about how they have stallion horses. If I, my assumption of riding is like the riding girls, the horse girls that I know, stallions are like annoying to ride yeah, because they, they are a-holes. <laughs> Yeah. Like you wouldn't just like all of these horses are stallions. The men have stallion horses, like commonly because they're men. They're not riding a stallion. They're men, and they're gonna they're ride rude. man horses, <laughs> and it's gonna be a stallion. I think. I think what I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna say the last thing about the dress because I know there are like actual riding dresses, and I I understand that. I just want to say it's described as though it's like this like amazing thing for women, and I just want one line about how it still gets in the way because a riding <laughs> dress is still not a comfy thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's much better to just wear pants like, i'm just sending pictures of riding dresses that i'm yeah, looking at because like i i know that's a, an actual thing these are sexy but ones to, to go to your other point that looks Alex, split in the also, front is that split the stallions it's quite the tangent well that's it's very important the second one is land fear. for everyone that's not seeing the pictures which is everyone i just sent a picture of like a girl sitting in a white dress on a horse but like her legs just out full out like, yeah like, no way that's comfortable. Is, <laughs> like fully there is horse mane bareback in i think yeah 
the crotch area and it's not comfy inside. It does not <laughs> yeah. look. No. This looks like it belongs in a certain magazine. And then there's like, another one where there's a this is a dress, but like it looks super bulky. So there are there are actual riding dresses. Like I, I, I acknowledge that, but I just I feel like the the initial thought I had with Fayel's dress was like, wow, that's so cool. And then I thought about it too hard and I was like, mmm. Men really had the right of it, just wear the pants. <laughs> so much easier yeah i'm assuming that's what it actually is is like that last picture you sent which it's just draped over the horse and it's just uncomfy but more comfy than wearing like a regular dress yeah so once again women i'm thinking it's just like looser so that you can move your legs around better. yeah that's exactly what it is but like it's described as like the most amazing thing ever and i'm like they have pants yeah we could just wear pants (laughs) (laughs) but yes to go to your stallion thing that is why, like, on, like, again, I guess, like, the horses I was riding also were for a different purpose than, like, war horses and stuff. So I don't know how that potentially comes into the conversation. Right. But as far as I know, you don't want a stallion. Like, most people don't want, if they do anything other than, like, They're harder show to break horses too, and I stuff. Think, yeah, right? they can be harder to break. They can be harder to train. They tend to have, like, a little bit more aggression. Mares are actually, can also be really aggressive. Mm-hmm. So that's always really interesting to me when like authors jump to like, oh, like such a nice mare. And I'm like, ah. not necessarily. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like we 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 had quite a few mares when I was growing up within my family. And like we had one and she was like kind of calm. But if she didn't like you, she didn't like the geldings were always what you really wanted right. for your horse, which is for those listening who aren't farm girlies. <laughs> That is just just a okay. neutered neutered horse. Oh, <laughs> neutered male horse. I had no. Yeah. I okay. What's a dun? Yeah. So a dun. That's a color. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like it's like, like a, a roan. A roan is also a color. Yeah. 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 Same with like like a paint. Paint is like a certain dapple. Paint is actually color, a a breed, oh. but they are recognized by the fact that they have the big splotches on them, so they look like. I painted. believe. Dun is like a gray horse, though. Dun color? We didn't have gray dun. horses, so I'm not 100% sure. We didn't have any dun look horses. This up. Oh, no. Actually, sorry. I'm picturing like, like a tan. <laughs> like spirit. Spirit? Oh, yes. That's, yeah. that's he was a dun. You mean like the hot horse? Yeah, okay. I know spirit. Yes. The hot horse. <laughs> yeah, the horse everyone had a crush on. I never, I've never seen spirit. <gasps> okay, well, you would have had a crush on the horse. <laughs> I, I believe you. <laughs> This isn't a weird thing I'm saying. This is a universal truth. No, I just, I have to poke fun at it a little bit. Dapple gray is like spotted. Sorry, this I was. This is a total aside. We can probably go back to the. Uh, yeah, I guess we don't have horses anymore. <laughs> lessons on horses. Well, speaking, okay, so this is not related to horses, but Rand, after dealing with the situation with Evian, he goes to bed, but not after he's got to berate the wise ones a little bit first. And then he has a sexy little naked swim dream, but this time Avienda's there too. Wow, crazy. And that should have been your second clue. Yeah. And <laughs> and Lanfear shows up and she marks him like a vampire. Don't like that. Yeah. Wild. And okay. then she <sighs> argues. All right, Edward. <laughs> <laughs> she argues with someone Rand can't see, which I guess we can infer to be Asmodian at this point. It's like a blur of a man. Yeah, he he can tell it's a man, well, but he's She blurry. also I just I mean she's naked course so she like it's so weird she like wraps herself around him naked yeah it's very and and then she bites his neck especially because she's there (laughs) and then she's actually using telerun and then she says should i allow you to be unfaithful to me even in your dreams okay okay girl maybe he's just not that into you (laughs) except he really is so that's not not true in this situation it's giving very but you're not one of the three so 
<clears throat> also, Vicky she's like unwelcome. Years old, and I know he's like reborn, but she is. He's just a little boy. Listen, I I'm gonna be entirely honest with you. The immortal age gaps. Not as much of an issue. I can't. When it I can't. Crosses over a hundred years. It's really not. It's, big of a deal. it's okay. too much. It's obviously a fantasy story at that point. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's that's not happening. The thousand year old being falling in love. It's it's always a little weird to me when it's the nineteen year old girl because that just seems like hey this is a situation where it's an older woman and that's not common. <laughs> well, that's probably another reason we're not supposed to like her. To be entirely honest that's with you, true. was it like potentially because she was like trapped in a prison? She wasn't like aging, but she also wasn't experiencing anything. Mm, she maybe. might not be that <laughs> yeah. much older. Okay, because he's like sure that was exactly my thought. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me like, go with that. Usually the immortal age gaps where you've got a 500 year old being and a literal teenager who just became immortal like they've still only lived that much and that's kind of still it's still a little icky if she's a hundred and you're a thousand okay we've passed the threshold that i don't care that there's 900 years there it's it's when it's when they're they're gonna be immortal the girl's only 19 but looking at you Feyre but we're yeah <laughs> pretty much who I'm thinking hey, of we weren't pointing names we are now <laughs> <laughs> all right so Rand wakes up to Avienda just hanging out in his room and I guess the wise ones so she's not allowed to help watch his dreams but the wise ones are watching his dreams but she just decided she wanted to come in there and watch him sleep okay literally to, like, protect him something bad happens every time a woman is in his room this is the third <laughs> this is true this is the third like attack when a woman has Rand been in his room senses. maybe he should just stay away from all of the women in the story totally. if only he senses something is wrong and they run out of the room to discover drakar and trollocs attracting the hold and uh, we have an awful scene of the drakar necking one of kiss. the really gross not servants Gaishan? Gaishane? Gaishane. Gaishane, yeah. She's dead. And she gone. Shauna, the wise one. One of the wise ones. Is also yeah. dead. Like, of course, it's like two women that are mentioned here that have died naturally. Rand runs out to the fight, and Rurik's like, hey, cover your face like us. And he's like, no, because then they won't be able to find me. He heads off, and then we get a little Matt POV where he's fighting and still not able to take no for an answer with Asandra. And he, like, after the fight, he's watching Rand and Maureen argue about something, and then he agrees to go to Alcardal with Rand. Because at this point, Ruark is like, you can't go to Alcardal yet because it's not proper for you to be there before all of the other clans. And then Rand says, screw you. <laughs> Too bad. So sad. <laughs> I don't care. I don't have time. And I'm going anyway. Your yep. customs don't so apply to we- Rand. Thanks. Yeah. We have a great line from Maureen that he's never going to listen to which is prophecy is most dangerous when you try to make it happen did you not learn that in no he didn't true no he he didn't marine sorry you were noticing he doesn't learn anything (laughs) we also have matt here really not able to take a hint she's just not that into you yeah i'm honestly just glazing over that not because it's okay not because i enjoyed it but because otherwise matt had no lines like i feel like this was just it like Jordan didn't know what to do with it. It was Matt, like such so a high like, high in book three and like this like yeah, some parts of this. He and just said just, he just said, I have to no have Matt, Matt in this scene. There's a hot woman. He's going to harass her. Done. Boom. Let's <laughs> move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we also know the the Shido clan has packed up and taken off. Yeah. We're which gone. is why as well that Rand's like, I gotta get there. Otherwise they're gonna like convince everybody 
that I'm bad news, which you kind of are, but okay. <laughs> now we've got Aginan visiting with Nynaeve and Elaine, and then this is where she gets outed as a Sean Chen by Bail Doma. Nynaeve we also is have Elaine not just being confused this. at other people's culture again. There's oh, yeah, the whole chopstick scene. Yeah. Like, the, that's what they're... the Sursa. Yes. Because we can't call them chopsticks. That's what they're eating with, and none of them can figure out how none to use None of them, them can figure out how to use it, and, and Elaine is it. really, really, really annoyed by it. I just, okay, Elaine. They're not that hard to use. Go off. <laughs> Truly. Yeah, and Rena's like, oh, hey, there's forks there if you want, and everybody's like, oh, thank goodness, we cannot possibly eat with these. Okay, I mean, like, anyways, the line... It- she makes a comment about chopsticks being a fool way to eat, which is yeah, yeah, racist. <laughs> like yeah, Elaine. Also, it just doesn't better. make sense. So then Tom comes in and he knows how to eat with uh, the sursas or the chopsticks, and I was just like, nobody taught the daughter error. What she really happened? should know Again, how to do this. Like she was the most cultured and then she just like conveniently wasn't. Like I'm like, where's where's so her character? Too many characters to keep track of, so sometimes they just gotta fall off the radar for a yeah, bit. Okay. Uh Nynaeve is not happy. Uh they're like the fact that Aginan is I mean, neither of them are happy that she's Shantan, but Nynaeve particularly is like, You sit down and shut up now. And and tells her, Hey, by the way, Soldam can channel too. And Aginan is like I know. That's what I suspected. I let my prisoner go. She's like, you said it can be trained. Like, my world is going upside down She's right now. She's like coming to terms with her corrupt upbringing. And then Nynaeve's like, okay, I gotta go meet Egwene in Dream World. Elaine, do not let this woman go. Yeah. Bind and Elaine's her. like, I feel bad for her, though. <laughs> Pretty much. Elaine is also like so confused why Nynaeve is so upset about because this being a Sean Chan. Was the one. Yeah, she's like, it's not like Nynaeve was tortured. I was like, well, Nynaeve <laughs> watched. your friend was tortured. <laughs> also, Nynaeve tortured. was the one, again, once again, Nynaeve was the other half of who they were after. Like, they were after Egwene and Nynaeve in yeah. that situation in book two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Elaine was just there for the ride. And so, like, kind of fair. Like, she also could have been the one caller. And, like, like, her, it's, like it's fair to her, basically to, for her to have some trauma from that whole experience, too. And to not, yeah, like... I'm surprised Elaine doesn't have more. Yeah, to not want to Again, be with someone. Again, we just have... We have... We this. have Nynaeve doing things and we just have another pov of somebody else being like she's kind of rude though i don't really understand what her deal is like <laughs> is any voice. other woman hanging out with they need suddenly turns into a child has like a valley mm-hmm. girl voice yeah i didn't until this book <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah actually as soon as i got her pov i was like oh why oh no these chopsticks are like so hard to you <laughs> okay sweetie pick up the fork the three men in the scene like coming in individually to tell the same info like could have been kind of kind of funny but i don't know why they also like didn't speak to each other i don't know it 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 was kind of funny funny they were like like, missed the mark and i'm not even really sure why it just it wasn't really that funny we find out at least two of the black aja sisters are staying in the panarch's palace four sorry at least four yeah they've seen four different ones they each come well the first two doman and jolin come in and they've both seen two different ones and then they determine that amathera who's the panarch now is either a dark friend unaware that they she has black aja sisters in her palace or she's a prisoner we find out that she is a prisoner but those are like kind of the options they're not sure which one so Nynaeve's like okay dream world let's see if this helps and they keep a like tied up 
and she's just kind of like taking it. She's like, okay, I'll, like there's something she's I can just do like here. So yeah, just tie me up on the floor actually, with like, her terrified. arms tied behind her back. She's like, this is fine. Which would be so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. And then Nynaeve meets with Egwene, Anise, and Bear in Tear in the dream, and they like exchange info. The wise ones show Nynaeve up. I was uncomfortable. So the the difference between Nynaeve getting shown up by Anise and Egwene is Egwene actually did break a promise and Nynaeve just got a little bit too aggressive. She just talks back to them too much. Oh my gosh. God forbid a woman say something with urgency. Like I get that Nynaeve's not being polite here and that's that is what it is and I don't agree with that but also the need to humiliate women in this book who aren't perfectly polite. She also like is doesn't. weird. It's weird. <laughs> she like, also doesn't know the situation. Like she wouldn't know. She uh, she knows the wise ones are teaching Egwene, but like she doesn't know. She doesn't know the whole story as at least as far as we go. And then she goes, you know, she's like, they call her a foolish girl and she takes offense to that. And she goes, I am not a girl. I was a wisdom of Eamonsfield before I became Aes Sedai. And I told women as old as you when to sit down and be quiet. If you know how to help me say so instead of giving me foolish maunderings about what is dangerous. I know danger when I see it. And then they change her clothes and make her hair go into two braids. And it's very, okay, like, I'm just going to say it, like, putting these young clothes on a grown woman is very, like, over-sexualized. Like, he sexualizes Nynaeve in this moment, and he's making another woman do it. It's just really icky it's, to me. It's, like, pervy. Like, just like It's very pervy. So she, abruptly, she realizes her braid is split into two. There's red ribbons in it to make tassels on the end the shirt was so uh the skirt was so short it showed her knees and she wore a loose white blouse and her shoes and stockings were gone so like they humiliate her out of nowhere mm-hmm. and i was like kate she said she would like she wasn't being kind to you but she wasn't being like that rude there's also more danger in the world than like <laughs> just the i just i don't know like, it's this, very like we are very better. I freaking hated it. Yeah. Like I was I was annoyed. I was like also, there was no need for this. They could have just talked like again it was like how can I make this woman uncomfortable and sexualized at the same time? Cool. We'll put like her in a little schoolgirl outfit. That's exactly what I was thinking, Taylor. I'm looking at my notes and I do not know what happened. I don't know what here, happened but it, here. It totally looked like they put her in like a little schoolgirl outfit. I'm like, why do the little like young Aiel girls wear like short skirt schoolgirl outfits? Like, I also like we have this whole thing about it being like super hot in the desert, and then they're like red haired, pale people, potentially they're, they're pale people. Well, pale according to the covers of the books. If you mm. <laughs> in the book, in the story, they've like, like become tan from being in the sun literally yeah. constantly. Yeah. yeah. And then you have them in like short skirts and like, I don't know, it was very like, it was, it was like, oh, I'm going to like imply parts of other cultures, but then I'm going to take like the most European outfit I can think of and just put it on the little children <laughs> and put it on Nynaeve to make her look like, like it was, it was very pervy. Yeah. And comfy. There's also another scruff of the neck here. There's another one. I love how you're just counting the scrubs. Because now they're just like so happy. Sticking out now. They stick out. They really do stick out. (laughs) Enough. We don't have scrubs. 
Nynaeve is desperate for anything to help her with the situation. Like, this is what she's she's not begging here, but she's like, please help me if you can. And then the only reason they do help her is because she's like, this is dangerous to Rand. And they're like, ah, Which, well, I guess we got to help you. Well, so I they- guess if you like talk about the man, we can help <laughs> you. Actually. One thing with Telerenrio, like, I understand it's dangerous. They're like, you die there, you die in real life. If you die in real life, you die in real life. It's not like... <laughs> I was just going to say that. That much more dangerous than what she's already doing. One of the things I think they're concerned about, because, well, they talk about, so she's like, can I go into her dreams or something and, like, see what she's thinking? but, like, they they... didn't need to react like that. I was just like, okay, they got on her for being rude. And then they were like... foolish yeah. foolish how dare you try to go into someone else's dream she's like i don't know and like, like yeah you you know i don't know and, like, like i'm looking anything, for please. ways literally anything. how about help the problem with going into someone else's dream is that they are the ones in control so whatever they are thinking is happening in their dream you can't change it so that's yeah, why it's totally. dangerous to and do that's that. fair and then but they do get very aggressive about that and so. then they tell her a different way which is to basically think really hard about what she needs and i was <laughs> like <just> need <laughs> okay <laughs> wayne has already been doing and perrin does like He's been doing this too, unfortunately. Yeah. Perrin also is a good dreamer, I guess. Yeah. So when Nynaeve uses this, and it's basically like you, you're you stepping blindly. You close your eyes, you think really hard, and you take a step, and then you're going to be like one step closer to like what it is that you really need. And the first thing she sees is Amathera being held in Teleronriad by Tamil, which is one of the Black Aja Dark Friends sisters. One that's been mentioned for enjoying causing pain like that's what we know yeah. of her so she's mm-hmm. she's torturing amathera by making her sing songs and, well making her sing songs wearing only a crown a stole and a glistening coat of sweat yes yes mm. that's not great <laughs> don't you love it at the end of the day when you just don your d- glistening coat of sweat earlier by the way he he described suan as wearing only dark bruises mm. and i was like i get what you're trying to say here and you're trying to be like they're naked but i don't want to say naked because this is kind of like a serious moment it it, it's still ick, bro. It's still ick. Yeah. yeah. And that just means that she's so covered in bruises that she can't Yeah, it's see like, okay. Skin. Yeah, cool. So this means Amathera is not a dark friend and definitely doesn't believe that they are regular eyes to die because she's being tortured. <laughs> the next step she takes, she's in the original room that Egwene was in way back when they were first using Teleronria to come into Tyr. When they were going in there with a need and popping up exactly yeah. where they needed to go. Interesting. She sees a forsaken or someone and she goes to like channel to attack her and she sees Brigitta and Brigitta's like, don't do it. That's Mogadine. You don't want to fight with her. And then they kind of discuss various things and she's like, why aren't you helping us? Brigitta's like, I can't really help you. I shouldn't even be talking to you. Her boyfriend shows up and is like, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, there's the whole thing. There's precepts that they're not supposed to violate or break. And I'm not sure exactly what happens if you and do, then but... we also... Nynaeve at this point also, like, breaks the compulsion that was set on her, and she remembers the conversation that happened. Is that why she's so angry and goes to attack? Yes. Okay. Okay. This is what she remembers. The chamber I wasn't of, sure if it was the, then or the, the conversation. Fighting. She has trouble remembering the details, but she, like, essentially breaks through... Yeah. Whatever was holding back those memories. And she's like, oh, this woman did that to me. Yeah. So the two pronunciations that we get in the audiobooks are Mogadine 
and Mogidian. I'm sure either or, but they start off with Mogadin and then they switch to Mogidian. And it's very stressful because all of a sudden it's just Mogidian. And I'm just like, who is this? A new character? Nope, it's the same one. Anyways. <laughs> I mean, okay, we get for a little me, backstory on her. For me, looking at the spelling and reading it, I get Mogadin. I think I get I get the Dean from like in German when it's an IE, you read mm-hmm. Or pronounce the last, the second letter. I would say Mogedian. Weird. But that's also like, I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Like names break rules. This is why names are really hard. We don't know. I don't know the origin of the name Mogedian or Mogedian. So like you don't know what sound that I-E-N is supposed mm-hmm. to make. It's true. So I, I no, did look in the that's back just how- for like a pronunciation guide because it does have a pronunciation for like all the names in the glossary at the end of the book. But this name is not in there. I think it oh. might be under Forsaken. Hold on. Yeah, but he doesn't have the. I don't think it, there's. It has the phonetic. Does it? Yeah, and there's a list of them. Mo. When Mogadian. Mogadian. Yeah. When I, I, I like Mogadine. say Mogadine, I think of Mowgli from the Jungle Book. Just the Moog part. Really, <laughs> that's what it reminds me of. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking of a book I had as a kid. It was like a cat named Mog or something. Mog. <laughs> And I just had like the vaguest memory of it. Moggy dog. But that. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Mogi. <laughs> My friends had a pug named Mowgli. That's also who I think of. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Mogadian. Mogadian. All right. Well, the audiobooks, I guess it's wrong in the second half. I don't know why they did that. We get a bit of backstory on her and find out that she is powerful, but like she will hide instead of fighting. Like if there's a chance she's going to lose, she's like, I'm out. She's like nicknamed the spider. Yes. She stays in the shadows. She's sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky. And then Nynaeve shifts one more time and she's standing in front of the uh, column with the black metal collar and necklace and bracelets or sorry, collar slash necklace and bracelets. And then she realizes that's what they're looking for to control Rand. And I am surprised that neither of you thought. I, I don't know collar. why I didn't. Like, I guess I got distracted I did, by the turning creel. wrote it off. I, I wrote it off as like, it can't be that simple, which I should have learned by now. I know we should have we should have known that the different colored, different, I slightly did, different I, design. Like the fact that she looked I did have that touched it and it was like hatred and pain and terror and like I like I definitely thought it was like an Adam. I just I I just like left that thought there. (laughs) It was like, okay, moving on and moving on with the story. Elaine wakes her up right as she's kind of about to try and like investigate more. Nynaeve tells her what they found and then they question Aginan on whether or not an item can be made for men. Aginan's like, I don't know why you'd want to. They go crazy. Nothing that I've heard. They hear a commotion outside, and then we discover Julin and Doman standing over the Shan Chen seeker that tried to dispatch Tom and get into the room because he's like looking for Aginan. Aginan's like, kill him, kill him dead. <laughs> Nanib's like, um, that's not for me. So they just put him in the alley Which, and let him get robbed, I guess. <laughs> mistake. Don't leave loose ends untied. Yeah, what do you mean? Him. This man Definitely tried to attack him. you kill them anyways and then i oh we also have elaine just so upset so notices that bill doman and yannon aginan 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 like have some vibes going on and we all got you know she's like it was bill doman i meant a properly set up man but a smuggler a lawbreaker 
Lane supposed there was no accounting for taste. Nynaeve certainly loved Lan, and he was much too stone-faced and intimidating. But Bale Dillman? The man was half as wide as he was tall, as thick as an ogier. Stop talking, <laughs> Elaine. Yeah. Also, there's a moment here where Aginan is, like, freaking out because she's literally, like, half naked and these men just like walked into their room and then elaine is like what's wrong like you're covered like i don't understand what's the issue she's like i'm literally like wearing like a like shift night dress like she does not want to be seen yeah a little silk nighty yeah and yeah <laughs> and elaine's like what's what's the problem <laughs> and julen julen was eyeing them both in an approving manner because nynaeve is also ew. in her shift yes you 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 and yeah. domen no made no effort at all to hide his frank appraisal of Egonin, crossing his arms and pursing his lips in disgusting fashion when looking her up and down. Ew. Ew. Yeah. So they just have this woman tied up. Well, not anymore because Elaine has let her go, but essentially defenseless and like and these men are very like, on edge. Mm, and they're like, looking good. Ooh, I would totally hit that. <laughs> yeah, literally, that's what's but then Egonin has the, oh, he's rather good looking though. I had not thought of him so before. About Doman. Right. Because now he's looked at her because she was not yeah. really wearing clothes. It takes I'm a moment tell you being right half-dressed and getting nothing... eyed up to make you be like... Mm. Yeah, there's nothing more titillating than when I get sexually objectified while I'm half-naked. <laughs> Classic. To really show me who I Should could have feelings for. Love that. That's how I pick my men. Just... Also... <laughs> It's I really hard say- getting into that situation at first, but when <laughs> but you once you're there. when you when you're manipulative enough, like an I said I, you can really you can really get it done rather quickly, and That's then you'll true. know how you feel about people once they you know completely objectify you naturally naturally that was sarcasm for anyone who's taking advice there i've been saying again you said eggyanin and i actually think it is eggyanin yeah it is eggyanin so. are you look it up. i can't pronounce a single name in this book Eggy. <laughs> i can't say it again Sorry, i looked it up and then yeah eggyanin because i I was doing the thing Eggy. you do in fantasy books where you look at it and you're like, oh, oh, and then I was like, I got to stop doing that because I have to talk about her on the podcast. And so I read her name in the back and then I was like saying it very intentionally every time her name came up. It's not Aginan, it's Egyanin. Okay, well, I'm going to say Egyanin at least Just seven more times. Okay, but I was doing that for Egwene <laughs> because I thought it was Egwene. Yeah, but now you got Egwene. <laughs> yeah, I actually had that thought. This one's Eggy. This one is actually Aggie. This is actually Aggie. <laughs> this is the true Aggie. Aggie okay. on in. Uh, unfortunately, we have to go back and see what Perrin is up to. Sorry to submit I have everybody to this. Thoughts. Perrin looks at Fael, who has picked up a bow recently and realized that she's a good shot. And he has the niceness to be like, wow, she's actually a really good shot. Too bad she's using a boy's bow <laughs> and she's not strong enough to draw a man's bow like me, like me, big man, big men keep girl safe. Like Hopefully I no was one just tells like, her. Why was this I just I beg of you, I beg of you, when you're writing about stuff like this, maybe just have the forethought to be like, is this even necessary? Or do I just want to prove to my male audience that they're tougher than the women. Like we all like, know it's hard to draw a bow. We like we all know. But also like there are female archers. Like shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Oh yeah. Speaking of, Taylor played archery tag. I Look did. at these bruises on her. They're, they're <laughs> faded now. I'll send you a video from earlier. But like I had one right here and one here. Like at least two inches across. 
Yeah. Bruises and from just the from string. Shooting it. Yeah. But women like, can pull bows women back. Can okay. Pull the, like I, I just, I really, I really can't comment. with the unnecessary detail so that we know. Parent is stronger than we, Fael. We, but not even that we know that Parent is stronger than Fael. It's just that the woman. That we know that Robert Jordan knows that women are weak. So like even if you have a skill, you're you're like the skill of a little boy though. Yeah. Like yeah. You, can, you can shoot a bow. Child. You're Cute. so cool. It's oh, like I can it's a keep boy's you bow. a yeah. little, little oh, trophy <laughs> and you can bake me my Also bread. specifically a boy's bow, not a child bow, but whatever. <sighs> Well, the girls, the little girls couldn't. <laughs> I mean, they only wear back. short schoolgirl dresses. Like, why would they want to be shooting a bow? Okay. <laughs> so, Evansfield has had seven days of attack. This reminds me of Menethrin. They're running out of food, and the women oh, are gosh. not eating as much so that they can save the so food. So, the, the men can keep up their strength. Because Karen closed his eyes, tried to close his ears. Of course, the men did the fighting. The men had to keep their strength up. Simple. At least none of the women had had to fight yet, except the two Ail women, of course, and Fail. But she was smart enough to stay back when it came to to pushing spears among the stakes. That was the reason he had found the bow for her. She had the heart of a leopard and more courage than any two men, but not enough strength to back it up. So I'm going to make sure she doesn't get hurt because she's so weak. Uh, you said it. <laughs> yep, I literally, if a man ever, if I caught a man thinking about me like this, like see my dust trail. Like <laughs> I would be so far out of there. Like absolutely you wouldn't even know i was gone yeah immediate you'd be like uh now. good thing i gave her a, a boy but where'd she go <laughs> like, <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> we also get the messenger coming in saying we are coming but parents like oh probably just a family from a farm like couldn't be i don't know why Fail. a farm family would send a message Fail figures it out yeah Fail does figure it out I've... in this situation i don't know why a farmer would bother sending a message if there's like only a few of them but i thought this was a threat when i read it They're like oh we are okay. coming and i was like oh who what <laughs> why <laughs> I, it felt here? ominous to me uh, it's just another Loyal. more villagers <laughs> it's fine nope yeah just Devin it's, it's help yeah and then we get loyal carrying gall he's run like for four days carrying gall on his back being a crazy story though that we could have spent time on no they closed the way gate um and they counted thousands of trollocs on their way back so it's not looking good which luke is like oh there's not a thousand trollocs you must be mistaken and loyal and gall are both F like off, buddy yeah they literally is. just ran like i, get away I from just me. just did that so i was just there cool. he's like nah fail convinces parent to go to sleep and then he falls into the wolf dream he his doesn't last... have a sex dream about her though no this well time. his last thought is like <laughs> he falls into the wolf dream and then we get him seeing glimpses of the future and we get naked matt so chalk one up for the naked men's side men two women 672 49 <laughs> Perrin figures out I don't really know how but he like looks at the camps and he figures out there's probably like 2,000 Trollocs still in the two rivers because he's a boy and boys are good at math <laughs> one of the windows Perrin looks through for the future says that Egwene stood among a crowd of women fear in her eyes slowly the women knelt around her Nynaeve was one of them at least he sees Elaine too it probably Guess maybe you think what? it's obvious I, like she's gonna be the <laughs> escaped the escaped Aes Sedai 
Amelin's seat is what I yeah. think. The, the okay. ones, the ones not in the tower. I th- well, I just All think right. they're gonna straight up take over the White Tower and then they're gonna put Egwene on the Amelin seat because there's been more than like 500 hints that Egwene is going to become the Amelin seat. I wonder why they All picked Egwene right. like over Nynaeve because she's so strong and she can do it when she's not angry. Okay. So she's stronger. <laughs> I can't take anything about that seriously. Sorry. <laughs> I guess you'll have to read and find out. The body language in that really yeah. got me. I'm sorry no one else got to see that. Thanks. It was just for you. <laughs> and I can't even properly speak. Sorry. About these things. <laughs> All right. Perrin is thinking there's about 2,000 Trollocs. We get a battle with him and Slayer. Perrin is patient this time. And I don't really know how this battle worked because Perrin like stayed in the same spot, but Anyways, he because manages that was to shoot Slayer. Unexpected. He was like, "Oh, if I'm like Slayer, wouldn't like, have looked and seen that you stayed still." Like, I don't. He basically like <laughs> sees him out of the corner of his eye and just like stands there, <laughs> and Slayer just like yeah keeps on going. Okay, I don't know. this guy's great hunting. Great, uh, great at hunting. So naturally, he's learned nothing because he's like, "Oh my gosh, he's dead." Because he faded from the wolf dream. Cool. Because yeah. each of the boys have to go through all the same situations themselves before copies. before getting even a little bit of understanding of what happened there's no you learn nothing from the whole balsamon situation there's no learning from other people's mistakes none of that it's all could no be. that would involve them talking to each other <laughs> couldn't be Perrin. <laughs> Perrin wakes up to find lord luke has mysteriously left the village and is wounded and is wounded i have and if a you lot remember <laughs> from the prophecy thing that i made taylor read twice last last podcast one of the lines was one did live and one did die but both are okay dun, dun, dun. taylor give us your theories i have multiple things to talk about here oh wait i should mention we get a slayer and land comparison and then when Perrin is out of the dream he's like the only person i can compare luke to is rand mm-hmm. they look similar. <laughs> okay which one should i start with here? Right, okay. <laughs> give us your theories i want to so, see if you can figure this out so interesting <laughs> We recently found out the Rand. I don't know. Anyway, do you do you have a theory here? Yeah, what's your? I just think it's really. I don't think Jordan is trying to trick me at all. Ever. I've learned from my mistakes, unlike every boy in this book. And he's mentioning that he looks suspiciously like Rand, and we have just heard that Rand has a brother. Okay. Because obviously he couldn't have a sibling that was a sister, and so I think there might be some connection there. All right, okay. So I have the family tree written out here. (laughs) (laughs) You did. You did. You really wrote it out. (laughs) I friggin' figured this out. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) So in my notes, okay. Give us your 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 uh, family tree. You just drew out your family tree theory. I love that you literally have a picture of this, by the way. (laughs) So not focusing on Luke. The focus needs to be on Tigraine. Luke and Tigraine are siblings brother sister tigraine was married to elaine's dad before elaine was born they had galad elaine's dad remarries more gays they have gowan and elaine gowan and elaine siblings galad is their half brother right now tigraine because elaine's dad has remarried his first wife tigraine she she's gone we don't know what happened to her except that we do and that's that she went off into the Aeol Waste because disaster would befall her land and her people because she was queen of Camelon of Andor and 
then she had a baby. So Shail. Yeah. So Tigraine is yeah. Shail. Had a baby with Jandwin, which is Rand. Rand and Galad are half-brothers. Rand is kissing Elaine, who is Galad's half-sister. Ah. <laughs> but on and the different side, is what you're saying? I, on, the, okay. on the flip side. And Luke, okay, Luke yeah. is Rand's uncle. This, All right. this, this makes sense to me. I am uncomfy. This it's is... because you've gotten the, the family tree drawn out. Yeah, no, the, tr- the, <laughs> the, the visual is helping. Hey, it goes the ep- extra mile. I came in all proud that I called Lanfear. <laughs> and she was like, let me show you up by drawing <laughs> out by the drawing entire out. family tree. <laughs> Thank you. No, but honestly, that's great. I am uncomfy because, like, what in the city of bones is going on here? Like, no. It's. I know they're not related, but, like, they're enough to be uncomfy. Like, it's not incest, but you're kissing your half brother's half sister. Family reunions are going to be really it's uncomfortable. It's a little weird. I mean, they're going to be more uncomfortable when he brings his other two wives, too. <laughs> so. I mean, Elaine's not sharing, so. <laughs> well. She's been told she will, so... <laughs> okay. All right. I, I like it, Tay. I love the commitment to the bit. I am fully I, So I just I just jumped to, to other sibling because that just felt like an easier reasoning, but this makes more sense, uncle. It's... Okay, so some of the, the clues to this was age. Like, Luke is said to be, like, in his middle years. Like, he's he's older, than the boys by i'm i'm probably putting him at like 40 10, in my mind so probably. like yeah like oh yeah i guess yeah probably more like that so i don't know if, if that's ever confirmed the, but he's older than them clearly i like sure the age could be possible for him to be Rand's brother but mm-hmm. i don't think it works out well enough and then for him to be siblings with Tigrain and the family history that we know that she was married to yeah so Elaine's he dad. is actually half brothers with galad that is it's just too uncomfy too close for comfort why like why did you need to make everyone semi-related it's weird i why if this if this works out which i believe because it's a drawing and i trust it (laughs) there's more than that obviously i think you've made a really good point and i totally buy that but i like don't talk down your drawing like that I it's just uncomfy enough like it's like it's just enough that they can be like it's not incest it, yeah. but it's it's why why did it need to be this close to it personally like I just don't really get I don't know called me old-fashioned I like when you're not dating <laughs> your half brother's half sister when that's weird pretty much all of your parents have done it with each other and you're just yeah again like <laughs> like gonna kiss this person no like your mother-in-law has dated your, your like mom's dad or your mom's husband like <laughs> my mom did your dad like like the- no wrong <laughs> incorrect ick well, too close Ew. For, for this no two. all right like their their parents did knocked boots what did i the repeat do. what in the clarion jace am i reading <laughs> okay all right well speaking of more gays since well- she was mentioned Perrin there's Asfail. There's more. Oh, you got more. There's more. There's oh, more. Right. You think her theory is Sorry, done? Sorry, no, continue with the theory. I have a, then. Okay, so second. We're back to Slayer, Luke Slayer and Luke. 
one did live, one did die, but both are. And we see Slayer get shot in the chest, but not mm-hmm. the heart, by Perrin in Teleran Riod. And then we see Luke riding off, hunched, hunched over, over. Yeah, holding like his chest, clearly injured. One of the same. So this is, I don't really know how to, if I can explain this well, but Isim is Slayer in Teleran Riod in the flesh. We have heard through the wise ones that when you go to Teleran Riod in the flesh, your body in the real world starts to like break down like you're mm-hmm. because you're not in it and it's like super dangerous to do that. But Isim can be in the flesh in Teleran Riod because Luke is the body in the real world. They are They're the same. They are the same. Luke is real world, Isim is dream people. world. But they are like connected yeah. physically. Yeah. Like All right. something same. happened in the blight that That's yeah, that was what I that was the part that I was like, yes, like Luke, like that part was figured out. I didn't get the family connection to Rand. I was like, half brother, obviously. <laughs> but like there's still I was like simple family tree. There's still like the separate people, but they've been Yeah. Somehow connected. connected. All right. Anyhow. I got excited about Go that. For it. <laughs> I love the theories. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of more gays. <laughs> Back to back to Perrin. Perrin asks Fael to take a message to Queen Morgaze because he's like, oh, it'll be safer for her to leave the village where there are thousands of Trollocs, but whatever. So it's a pretense to get her out of village, out of the village because the Trollocs are going to attack the village and he thinks he's going to die. So he's like, get her away, send the helpless women into the Trolloc camps and under the guise of like sending a message as if Fail wouldn't think that this was a guise to get her away from him. Like she just like and she says goes along with it. She's like, "Okay, but I am going to get what I want if I'm doing this, <laughs> which is I want you to marry me." <laughs> uh. And we get our very first spontaneous unnecessary wedding out of the series. Will we have more who knows? Maybe you'll have to read and find out. This and- is how he found himself not a half hour later kneeling opposite her in the common room like write about a wedding and make it exciting also Perrin has no friends so the tinker who he literally hates this is like his best man standing beside him like why why is gall not there (laughs) like come on this (laughs) marriage is the one everyone has got to be like that's this this is not it you know like when when you see like a couple from high school get married and you're like this is like the worst matchup like what yeah, what are they like doing everyone, pointing fingers tay <laughs> like they're literally he's like the <laughs> the wise one or like the he's like i would if i could but, but like, like we have, we to, be have to be engaged for, for like a year and all this stuff and they're like well we know that you guys get along and i was like we do like like <laughs> have they been getting no, along nope they don't actually no actually they're very toxic and abusive actually, <laughs> actually they, they don't. have vicious aggressive toxic fights between each yeah. other but that's fine yeah no they get along <laughs> yeah so they get married they get married and, and her then... hands don't shake one bit but during the wedding yeah his it's hand like almost trembled cute. As he cupped hers. It could have been, been cute. It could. It would be cute if it wasn't Perrin. If it wasn't like the worst it relationship. It would also be cute if she wasn't like, she was like, I'll run an errand for you if you get married. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, I was like, what? She's like, sure, I'll, I'll leave you to your death as long as we can be married. <laughs> Is this what women want? <laughs> Apparently. Fail to save the day in Emmonsfield, but that comes later. Okay. Back to Nynaeve. This is where we get Nynaeve, Elaine, and Aginan. No, Aginan. Aginan. There we go. Aginan sneak into the Panarch's palace. Elaine and Aginan are going to sneak off to rescue Amethera while Nynaeve goes to get the Idam. What are you looking at? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you made a face at me with my pronunciation. 
You did good. No, I didn't. Oh, you... I think I thought you guys were laughing at. Me. I was <laughs> laughing at Marissa looking at you say the word. Oh. <laughs> no, I smile because I was like I had the right pronunciation. I was just proud of myself. I, I wasn't like. Haha, Alex yeah. messed it up. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> I promise my internal monologue is very kind to you. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so Elaine, your POV is kind of kind to Alex. I I I told you in the first podcast, I am a cheerleader. <laughs> like that is all I just I take hold her drawing ugly and I'm still upset about it. <laughs> that was a beautiful drawing and it really helped explain the family tree and I it can't really wait did. to post that on Instagram. <laughs> so we're we're doing great. I'm so proud of both of you. I love that. <laughs> proud of you, you too. too Thank you. Thanks. Lots of love. Okay. All right. Elaine <laughs> Elaine and Eggyanin. <laughs> I'm gonna remember it because Eggy. Yeah, the Eggie actually really helped that does help. me because I was like, I just thought of, I literally thought of Tay at the beginning when she would say Eggie <laughs> instead of Egwene. And I was like, this is it. <laughs> we found her. They they fairly easily rescue Amethera. Like, they don't really I want run a rescue mission issues. in these novels that doesn't go according to plan. It, like, it really does go according to plan. are like <laughs> the easiest thing. They are video game level. Like, they are just sneaking past they everyone. They walk in, smash the Tamil chick to the wall. Yeah, and then they take her out. But but we Elaine has like a we... weird interaction with Amathera that I don't enjoy. She's like tr- um, trying to put her in her. She's trying to teach her lessons. I'm like, this girl just got tortured for like weeks. But yeah, go off. No, <laughs> but go off on how her people are starving. We also just get a glimpse of the song she's being made to sing, oh, which is yes. of course a just horribly song. misogynistic. And my breasts are round, my hips are too. I can flatten a whole ship's crew. My thighs are strong, are strong as anchor chain. My kiss can burst. Da da da. What do you think it was gonna <laughs> which is say? His mm-hmm. biggest vein. <laughs> Yep, that's the one. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> that's that's the line. That's totally what that's what they were going for. This is like a very easy rescue situation. Like they go in, they beat the bad guy, they take her out. But Elaine has to like teach this girl a lesson on the way out because she's like, "You have so much food in here." And like I get that Elaine is trying to teach a lesson. I understand the lesson she's trying to teach, but also like, why this is not the time? There is <laughs> really not the time. For like this. back in I think book one. It's mentioned that like nobody goes hungry in in Camelin. Like there is a, almost like a welfare system in place for that. Like if someone is every struggling, like they go to the queen and she'll help. Every main character in this book really walks into a new country and is like, "We do stuff so much better back where I'm from. <laughs> if you could just like figure your stuff out, <laughs> like I don't know why you aren't just feeding people." <laughs> literally like i know you're kidnapped right now but like we have a welfare system so if you could just implement that really quickly it does sound awful but like i get but like also it's just you're wrong and i'm right also the pen art has been a white girl has been (laughs) elaine amathera has been the pen art for like literally like three days like 2.5 seconds like not and she's been tortured the whole time she has not been implementing it nothing that's a part of tanchico's government has been her at this yeah. point she's just a girl <laughs> like really not the time elaine <laughs> leave her alone we match up with nynaeve and nynaeve has a battle with mogadine in which case so she's they're battling they're fighting with the power and she realizes that she's like an even match for mogadine power wise she's like holy crap is cool i'm i 
She's like, she's struggling against her and she looks. But like, I love when she realizes that she's like an even match. She's like, oh, I'm kind of (laughs) cool. Whoa, I'm I'm amazing. (laughs) I know I've been freaking your number one fan since book one. Like she realizes Moganine is struggling and she's like, oh my gosh, she's like putting her full power at me and I am holding her back. Like this is crazy. And Moganine has her villain monologue, which allows Nynaeve to distract her. Never mind. Again, if you're a villain, don't do the monologue. Nynaeve throws the item in her face to distract her, and then Nynaeve is able to like shield her from the power. Is the monologue the one where she promises that she will to someone? She will make her kneel down on all fours so that she can get on a horse. Yes, and also. I will give you to Robin. He always repays favors. He does have a pretty little queen to amuse him now, but pretty women were always Robin's weakness. He likes to have two or three or four at once dancing attendance on him. How will you like that to spend the rest of your life competing for Robin's favors? You will want to once he has his hands on you. He has his little tricks. Yes, I do believe Robin shall have you. Super gross. Yay. Super gross. Eh. Thanks for that, Jordan. Love that that's what we get. Yeah. No, that was cool. Pretty terrible. A thing I liked about this battle situation with Nynaeve's like match for strength with this Forsaken was that she still didn't get it quite right even though she beat her and had her bound and shielded her kind of intention was to still her but like she wasn't able to do that in the second that she like got her bound and shielded so I like that she wasn't just completely conveniently able to defeat this forsaken like Like she she got her but like not quite as much as she wanted to i also like that i would love if it wasn't the women who were only not conveniently able to like get their thing we can only ask for so much marissa we have to i know (laughs) we have to just concede concede at some point (laughs) and before everyone says but rand took three turns to kill balsamon he did end each battle winning before yeah mm-hmm. yeah no Heron's about to yeah just, like, basically walk out uh, of it's the battle just like unscathed. everyone just wins their little fight and then Nynaeve can't channel unless she's angry like she has she's an actual character in a book not just mm-hmm. a convenient hero Nynaeve is great <laughs> I do love her so one of the Black Aja sisters ruins the day basically when she comes in with the balefire also Nynaeve like so she has her shielded and she's picking up the idam and the seal the seal from the prison. And she's like, oh, maybe I'll torture you by making you into a like step mm-hmm. stool for a horse. And Mogadine is like absolutely shocked by this. She is not having a good time. And Nynaeve is even like a little bit like disgusted with herself for like saying that to her. She kind of feels iffy about it. But she's also wanting to like figure out a way to like bring her with her so she can take her back to the white tower and like have her put on trial or something like that and then this is when one of the the bad girls ruins the day for everybody mm-hmm. she just comes showing like, up with her bale fire terangriel like i'm picturing her holding this terangriel like a fire hose and just like completely yeah, that out was of control. exactly what yeah like it was just she really thought she was doing something yeah but she cannot control it so Nynaeve manages to escape but so does Mogi and the other one may or may not have escaped she might just have disappeared who knows we do get some insight on the male Idom here because during our monologue from Moog's 
she <laughs> mentions this is where she says it controls the man but it doesn't stop him growing insane and then eventually he can like fight back and control you so it's not that great of a tear on well also maybe i misunderstood but it also sounded like it leaks a little bit of the madness to the woman controlling them that might have been what i i don't know if it actually explicitly said that but that's kind of what i inferred and then we also, this is for sure the woman that originally used compulsion on Elaine and Naive because Elaine, or sorry, Naive cuts through a weave that she realizes is likely the compulsion that, that they had faced. Okay, I've got here, Mogi Dog also threatens to give Naive to Raven. For what reason? I think we can infer, but I do not like it. Um, Who do you think the pretty little queen is? Well, okay. So I went a little backwards when I was writing out my notes and I went to the very bottom where we share and wrote out a list of the Forsaken and like what they're currently doing. And beside Raven, I put that I thought that he was the guy that's with Morgaze right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I that's Ga- that's what I think. Gabriel. Yeah. Gabe Gabriel. Gabriel? Gabriel? I feel like Gabriel's too I think it's too, Gabriel. Yeah. I think Gabriel's the... too much of a name that I've heard in real life. It has to be a little different. It's Gabriel. also spelled natch. Yeah, it's spelled weird. Naturally. Do you have a fact you're looking up? It's not in the glossary. His oh. name. Whose name? Like like the... Gabriel's. Oh, oh, to pronounce it. So yeah. My name yeah, is... It, 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 sorry, it has... I feel like it has to be him, though. Yeah. Also, we've been introduced to him. I mean, that's and like we, a clear line there, I yeah. guess. We thought that this guy was possibly a forsaken when we met him. And then now to have... Yeah. This other little yeah, tidbit like seems to piece a slot together there. He's got his little queen dancing for him. Gross. So the girly pops escape the palace and give the idom to, like, this, this is part of the plan. I just... So they give the idom to Bail Domon to drop in the deepest part of the ocean, which is like, oh, wow, I'm sure this will not come back to hurt us in the future. Immediately felt bad plan. Like, don't don't do that. Yeah. I don't like it. Keep that with you. That's, Keep that I, with you. Yes. That's the safest spot. The thing is, is it is a bad plan, but I've read so many other ble- bad plans that have worked. <laughs> and so he's done this great job, Robert Jordan, of convincing me that it could work, but it was also thought of by the women, so I think it's not going to work. <laughs> <Ba-doom>. <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't a joke. That was real life. (laughs) We just have to laugh through the pain of it, okay? (laughs) It's right. Yeah. So then this is where we get like Elaine's monologue about giving some queenly justice. Yeah, I will say... I did go back and look, and the madness thing was not okay. But true. that is what I kind of like. That was kind of a- what I inferred from it. But reading it again, it was just that the power starts to go both ways, and eventually you do like they need to get him to take off the bracelet as much as they need to take off his collar, right? And so it becomes dangerous, and that's why they end up passing it around so that it can't slows the essentially seepage. go through one too many, which is very convenient. Just little moment because I assume this thing is going to come back up because their plan is not very good and so it's just a nice little convenient plot device that we've pre-written in so that Rand can later get out of it when I assume it does actually come up. Mm. You'll have to read yeah, and find out. out. Yeah. (laughs) And then this is where we get our weird queenly justice from Elaine to force this woman who was just tortured to learn what it's like to be common and I don't 
it's just odd tom's, tom's like good like, job you're so good at everything you do and she's also like she's like thanks tom. i think at this point she's like wiping his face because he's got like blood on it there's there's a moment where elaine is wiping tom's face because he's like got a gash on it and i'm just like i don't at all enjoy this situation i don't like any interaction between these two characters like please stop touching each other nothing about this is good disgusting it's gross i, I don't it. like it yeah Dude, okay I, I didn't flag it but there was also one moment where he tugged on his own mustache and yeah. i was like why are people pulling on hair coming out of their body <laughs> i just hurt it hurts man yeah it's odd all right back to the two rivers we're preparing for battle <laughs> the, the white folks are pieces of garbage <laughs> Perrin even the writing, women have weapons even the women have weapons and he's writing a suicide note essentially to fail like a goodbye okay. note. Yeah. And, and then he's, he's like gonna... i don't have my way with words and then proceeds to like write this like profound line I'm like what what do you mean you wait with are words more precious to me than life never think i have abandoned you when the sun shines on you it is my smile when you hear the breeze stir through the apple blossoms it is my whisper that i love you my love is yours forever Perrin. like what that's a beautiful line. What do you mean you don't, I have, don't a have a way with, way with words? Okay. <laughs> also, then he says he very nearly wrote Fail Brashir on the outside before making it Fail Abara. 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 He realized he did not even know if a wife took her husband's name in Saldea, but there were places where they did not. Well, she had married him in the Two Rivers, she would have to put up with Two Rivers customs. <laughs> really nice moment like he's being kind of thoughtful and then he's like oh i don't even know if she took my last name well she did now <laughs> I, I don't know why it had to be so aggressive he also like he is thinking that they're basically all going to die like he sent her away yeah. to save her because he thinks Emmonsfield is going to burn. So he writes this letter, this paper letter, and just like sets it on the mantle. <laughs> and he's like, "This is gonna get to her." <laughs> it, how? How? Pin? When? When's she gonna get that letter, dude? Yeah, <laughs> I actually didn't even clock that. Yeah, I like, didn't so clock that what? either. But that's funny. Okay, sure. That's so true. When is she gonna pick that letter up? Like what? <laughs> After everyone has died and no one can deliver it, or when the entire town burns and it is ash also like is she gonna come back because you've sent her to the queen so she, i assume she would get news <laughs> like she's gonna come back and find your no thoughts no desecrated thoughts body and then she's gonna be like i should go check the room that he, he was stayed in. he was spending all his brain power writing the message he you know did what? not read Fair. it he didn't think he was no thoughts no thoughts so he he has like this whole moment with white cloaks because they're refusing to fight and he's like even the women have weapons and you're no better than women <laughs> Like, okay, cool. Aram refuses to lead Perrin's side because I guess he's BFFs Well, with we him also, now. just really quickly, and then all the other women are like, they know, they knew when he was sending Fail away. Right, and they're like, it's fine. Oh, no, they say more than that. Don't worry, I've got it right here. And he's <laughs> like, it was not fair what I did to Fail, but I had to. Please understand that I had to. And then they're like, don't be silly, Perrin. I could never abide it when you're silly. Do you think we would have expected you to do any different? And then Marin pats his knee and says, any man worth cooking a meal for would have done the same. First things first, the cooking the meal thing. I'm just... But secondly, just like, why did know, none of your husbands next time send I'm you on, off then? I'm, <laughs> I'm yeah, like, next time I'm on like gaming and some guy's like make me a sandwich i'm like are you a man worth me making you a sandwich or like, <laughs> yeah, like come back give me that back. worth <laughs> he 
Also, so the women are like in a circle with all the children and tinkers in the middle of them. They're like the last yeah. line of defense. If the Trollocs break through, they're going to take the kids and run. I the guess they're going to take the kids. And yeah, run. the kids and the tinkers because the tinkers aren't going to help. But I guess they couldn't remove the children. Make them leave earlier because the Trollocs like I- they're going to get to safety just like parents' letter. <laughs> It's gonna happen. Like, put it with the children. Like, they really like, yeah, why didn't he give it to minute. like one of the children? Yeah, yeah. They really did leave it to the last minute. That's true. No. If Watch it's Hill like, is I'm fine, gonna, because it I'm is, I'm gonna send Fayil away. Send but the, the children, children <laughs> they fend for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> like, actually, what? You know why? Okay. It's because they didn't have who's the the one female in the wheel in, in Lord of the Rings that's not Arwen. Oh God, Ewan. Yeah, and like kills one of the Nazgul. Anyways, they didn't have her. They didn't have the one woman to lead the rest of them away. Well, because so that was Fayil. Right. And parents sent her and, away. Yeah. She just was sent off on her own instead of taking the defenseless children. And then the children. Too, he's like, he's like, Perrin, just think of Fayil flying free. I'm like, also, we're overdoing it with the falcon puns here. Like, <laughs> we get it. On. She's a falcon. <laughs> She's going to fly. Yeah. Because you set her free. She should fly free. Because <laughs> you're such a good dude. You're going to lead us to safety and death. Like, what is happening here? This is so overly dramatic for no reason. Also, did I think Perrin was going to die in book four? No. <laughs> we hoped, but say la vie. Yeah, he remakes the, a deal with the White Cloaks, I guess. Because they already yeah. made this deal, but let's make it again. Yeah. Like, Why okay. Not? Did we forget we and did he this? He says, if you help me, because they're going to leave. And he's like, if you help me, then I promise I won't resist arrest. Yeah, and then the fight happens, and they don't help, and they don't help, and everything's going south. And then Perrin looks out in the field, and he sees Fael, and he's like, "Oh, is this what I want to see, or is this what's happening? Am I like going crazy? Like, obviously she's not here because she's safe." And then she comes in with all the people from Watch Hill. Watch no. Watch Hill. Yeah. Devin Red is the other one. Watch Hill is the one that she brought back. Oh, yeah. Okay. So she, she brings in all these people and then she's like, Fayil pulls a Sansa Stark here and saves the day. Mm-hmm. And then he's Sorry like, watch the end of Game wild. Of and then she's like, do you want to go have sex? <laughs> and he's like, okay. yeah, absolutely. Was like, I was Everyone out of my way. The, like, <laughs> I'm not tired. Their, their cries or his growls dried out the cries of the injured and dying. Like, that's what I was. Yeah, that's, it was very, this is this it was scene. Very... <laughs> <laughs> she literally gets back first one thing the trollocs battle cry is isom all of a sudden mm-hmm. i don't know where that came from i'm guessing it came uh, from isom yeah but i just like <laughs> it's just like randomly okay he was the one helping them get in so she had is just like ditched yeah i guess that's true she had is just ditched her her gal pal for Gaul because they're fighting back to back. I know Bane was with Fael, but like she doesn't. She's just with Gaul now. Okay, and then, so everybody's fighting. The women join the fight. Like they help push the Trollocs back. Blah blah blah. Parents getting messages from this little boy. Fael shows up. Fael saves the day with the Watch Hill people. Also, Devon Ride has come. Yes. that's what the message yes, was that about. Was what I was thinking. Also, yeah. and then everything's fine. Go ahead. No, you finish. Oh, the little boy is Parents' little boy's, cousin. Um, He's an Ibarra cousin. We missed that one and- casually. <laughs> Right. Just, he has a cousin. How convenient. He's oh. like, he's like, who are you? I'm your cousin. <laughs> I'm an A-bar. Okay. And then he like okay. leans down to him to just like spread, sprinkle a little misogyny in there. And he's, he's like, like, hey, you don't, you don't like women now, but you will one day, but you'll hate them and not understand 
them, but you'll love them deep down. <laughs> yeah. Go on, child. And then okay. our queen of the north comes over to Perrin and she's like, Husband, is there any possibility you might be alone with your wife anytime soon? <laughs> wink, wink. Marriage seems to have made me as bold as a Devani girl. Throws Sorry, her gal. over his shoulder. I know you must be tired, but she cut off with a small shriek and clung to his coat as he booted Stepper to a gallic towards the wine spring inn. For once, the cheers that followed did not bother him at all. Okay, so there's lots of things happening. Guy's here. about to First get all, laid. He do doesn't we, care that they're calling him Golden Eyes anymore. Do we remember the fact that like Perrin doesn't have a room anymore because they've been shoving a bunch of people into all of the rooms? So, like, um, where excuse is he me. Having? In the olden days when they consummated marriage, people used to watch. This is just realism, Alex. <laughs> like I'm surprised they didn't do a whole like bedding ceremony where all the clothes got ripped up. But then, secondly. Everyone's cheering as they're on their way to the bedroom. A battle has just <laughs> lost. There's bodies around. Like people are hurt, Go injured, get it, dying, and everyone's like, "Yes, this is booty. what we want." Our Lord going off to have sex with his lady <laughs> in this exact Go moment, procreate. right here. <laughs> there is nothing else they could be doing right now but having sex. <laughs> Also, I love I love Robert Jordan for making sure his main characters were married first. Very <laughs> Stephanie Meyer. Yeah, true. Really pushing that uh, celibate life, that that propaganda right to the edge there. Thank you. <laughs> Make sure you're married first. I guess we did miss that they kick out the white cloaks because Perrin in in a in sneaky eyes to die form parents like don't let him oh, hear you say that well guess what i told you i'd come with you if you helped and you didn't help so there so i'm not gonna come with you and then like Bornhold. the swords start like coming out and then all the arrows notch and they're like yeah oh, no, no, i'm really leaving. surprised there wasn't a line about fail and her boy <laughs> her little like nerf boy, gun <laughs> She's got like, her slingshot. Like a mini one. <laughs> slingshot. Sorry. Oh gosh! Can we yeah. move on to the next us. part? Because I'm done with Perrin. Yeah. Um, well, it, we do it have is, a, a weird. Yeah. Okay. We have a weird Ordeef POV oh, where yeah. she also mentions that, like, when Fael's Watch Hell crew joins, they are using the Red Eagle banner of Menethrin. Um, we also my have, note about he's just shout out to all the villains being useless in these books. Ordeef's like, why did Isam? Isam just like stop bringing the Trollocs. That's like super weird. Like, it's like nobody has any thoughts. Why did that give me vibes of like who's the who's the bad guy in like Phineas and Ferb? Doofenshmirtz. <laughs> oh, Doctor. Yeah, that's our deep. I, I, I was getting like Scooby Doo. Like Perry the platypus would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those meddling kids. Darn meddling kids! <laughs> that's exactly it. I have my notes. Uh, just die already about Fane. Anyway, so he's going to Tarvalon, but he's going to stop in Camelin first. Yeah, and he so he mentions joy. he mentions the the Manetherin banner. So like, I feel like he's just going to go to Morgase and be like, they're flying a different banner in the two rivers now. So you know yeah, they they're point. not being Andorin very much. Dun, dun, dun. He's just going to be a rat. All right, yep, yeah, he is a rat. <laughs> Back to Rand, and Can I'm you- gonna be honest with you. I was happy. I was just gonna say, like, <laughs> I was remember, happy. like, can you remember imagine we were, like, that oh, we were ever Rand. gonna be like, oh, good, it's like, Rand. I really written Rand 
into a hole. How can I make him better? I'll make Perrin worse. <laughs> yeah, I feel secret. like everyone has just fallen so low that Rand is just like shining. He's really he's shining. just shining through. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, Rand's not that bad. All right, so Rand has had like the maidens have basically adopted Rand as their own. Like the, his honor guard is is the maidens. Um, he's really upset about yeah, misogyny he's, whatever he's yeah like, he wanted to mix hurt these women and then they enter Alcardal. it turns out like the shido have he- a huge force there which is again against custom bad things whatever they show up in the middle and if we remember Alcardal is like this bowl and if you stand in a very specific spot everybody can hear you because that's like a thing yes and kuladin shows up and Savannah, his pleasantly bosomed <laughs> girlfriend, but they're tan, is like, he should be able to speak. She's speaking because she was married to the previous clan chief, but now she gets to speak, but like not really. And then she's like, hey. This was a lot of like, why are you talking? Why are you talking? Why are you talking? Yeah. You're not allowed to talk. I'm allowed to talk. It it was very, Basically. I was like, okay, Kuladin can somebody s- say something? Kuladin steps up and he's like, look at me. I have two dragon tattoos. Boom, I'm the Karakarn. Y'all got played. <laughs> and I then Rand walks up beside how. him. Like, what, what are these like temporary tattoos found a tattoo gun it did you you'll find out was there like a little airbrush <laughs> station no, in the fair no please i please need to see him just with a washcloth of water <laughs> pushing his temporary <laughs> tattoos onto his arm that just made me so happy <laughs> obviously this is not a great look for rand Kuladin's like, I snuck into Roydeon. I Which is like did whatever you do like, in you, Roydeon. You did what? You snuck into like that's not allowed. He's like, yeah, Rorik's like, you were I watched you get denied, and he's like, I went there anyways. And then Can we just really quickly, before that happens, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they're like talking about who's allowed to go in to this area, and then Maureen is like, I'll come with you, which she's not allowed allowed to come with him because she's like she's not Aiel. Right. But then they're like, Lan can go. Because he's unaligned. Sorry, you reasons. said because he's a yeah, man. Reasons. Wrong. Also Matt goes. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, Matt goes. Matt's <laughs> just, like, not allowed though. to like also so I just like you could also make the argument that she's Aes Sedai and the clan leaders know that they used to serve Aes Sedai. So like she might be allowed to go in because of that and therefore Egwene could also go. He's really rude to them also. They're like, I fight for you. Like, I'm on your side. And he's like, that's a lie. (laughs) Okay, there's two sides here, Rand. Like, literally. (laughs) He's like really upset by it. So the Rand and Kuladin. We also, sorry, we also have a line that we just need to know that women's voices are weak. So they're all singing and he goes, there surely were maiden voices in that chanted harmony of parts, but deep male voices swallowed them. Like, why? Like why? Like for why? Can women do anything without? <laughs> like no. Like my God. I just, I just come on. That one actually sent me over the edge because I was like, for why did we need the detail that the men's voices drowned out the women's? Like even if that's true, I don't even care. Like the fact that he had the moment where he was like, I need to make it very clear that you cannot hear the women. I need to make it clear. Like, like think that's about a, a choir. That's a little. That's a little bit much, guys. Think about a choir. Like you can still hear the higher tones yeah that's why i was like even if it was true 
because like you can still that's not how music works that's not yeah, it's just you're singing badly like that you're yeah. not harmonizing well <laughs> what's wrong actually, with you that's canon now yeah they're screaming <laughs> they're and the women screaming? are actually like harmonizing properly <laughs> the women are actually singing properly yeah. that i believe there you go and now i'm just thinking that uh asmodean asmodian 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 is just like, like asmodean better though like cringing with his little like music vibes he's just like ooh. <laughs> hurting my ears i sold my soul to the devil for this (laughs) yeah so (laughs) yes basically so rand and kuladin are like facing off rand's like oh what did you see in roidion and kuladin's like i wouldn't tell you and then rand's like well this is what i saw and uh savannah's like ruark told him that blah 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 and then the one of the what the clan chiefs is like hey maybe let's like not talk They're in like, the one spot like, where like everybody can hear us let's how just, about like, we go go over here and, like have private a little combo. conversation and ran just keeps so Rand's like no throwing let me just spout the sacred history of the daishine aiel so that, rand tells everybody what's up like people literally die in roidian because they can't handle this information and he's just like, like this seems like a good time guess what guys you're all you're just like the tinkers <laughs> you're <laughs> actually the lost ones boom <laughs> mic drop like people are like like freaking out about yeah. it and rand's solution here is to make it rain and yeah the chiefs aren't impressed but they're like well i mean he knows the truth like he he's the one this other guy they were all like okay yeah rand is the car guard and kuladin is like what do you mean i don't understand kuladin's having a little bit of a mental breakdown savannah's like oof back to the wrong dude uh, <laughs> let's get that out of here buddy good. that looks bad on me <laughs> yeah and then rand makes it rain and lanfear shows up and she pops like, out she like, puts Lanfear. a little umbrella over them like of like, a little bubble it's like oh, so cute yeah so, i ain't gonna get my hair wet <laughs> an invisible dome expanded around him pushing matt and the tardad 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 yeah the tardad away and then she's just like you utter flu- fool playing games with these other fools wasting all my planning and effort <laughs> okay, girl, you just got here as far as we're concerned. Like, I realize it's revealed that she's been here for a while later, but I was like, you just showed up. Can we have like a, hi, how are you? What (laughs) you doing? (laughs) Like, missed you. So Rand's like, who are you working with? And like, who are you hiding as? And Lanfear's like, and then she mentions Asmodian and how Asmodian is looking for something in in Roideon. And Randa's like, and then oh, he... remember how I can't use the power ever? Well, I'm going to do the thing where I travel. Um, he bent a small patch of what was a door opened beneath the dome in front of them. That was the only way to describe it, an opening into darkness. So this is like a regular door, and I realized that afterwards, but I really imagined it as a trap door in the floor, which is so much <laughs> he better. he just like jumps in? Yeah, <laughs> then he just had to jump in like a art, like a I, theater major. I like, pictured it in right? the ground, too. Like we were, oh my like god! That. Yeah, like it's no, it's like he's Taylor Swift and he's like going down. No, <laughs> definitely stage. theater major in his first production, just like jumping into the trap door, like with such <laughs> gusto, mat. like oh. So this is called this is called skimming. You don't know that yet, but it's not really that important to the plot. It's, it's called just, it's what? Called, it's called skimming when they travel on the steps. Like skim milk? Yes. yes. 
vacuuming. <laughs> like it always comes back to the milk. Off the top. Yeah. Did I ruin it by telling you what it's called? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it made me think of milk. I think I it's know. just as ridiculous as the thing itself. This is such an easy. This is such an interesting plot device. He's like, and suddenly he opened a door to Freudian. <laughs> and I was can like, just like okay. go out there, but whatever. The way that like they're traveling, Rand is just like running up these steps because that's what he's imagining for himself. There's always a step there for yeah. him. And Asmodian, as yeah. Asmodian, Asmodian is just like on the airport conveyor belt, just like standing there, <laughs> hand on the hip, just like he's got he's got his like carry on, gliding along. <laughs> Rand is like sprinting up steps, striding, <laughs> like, and then yeah. he's like, oh wait, and changes it. I'm just picturing like it's like a scene in a movie where they flash back and forth between the person who's like running to catch up with them, and then like the actual person, and it's like the elevator music where they're just standing still or like waiting, and then it's like the panic running. Yeah, he's got headphones in he's just jamming <laughs> oh speaking of we find out that jason natil the gleeman was asmodian and they battle in roideon and he looks so they also he looks up in the huge windows of like colored glass and he sees people i think that's in his head i don't think that he's actually seeing well people. i took it as like the ancestors of the ideal being okay. like Ghosts? you're just ruining everything yeah because he's like, like oh he's i don't just... want to i don't want to destroy roideon like afterwards and then it's like but you literally just destroyed the sacred yeah okay. like he's he doesn't want to hurt the glass columns they have they also they have kind of a cool fight i was kind of enjoying it was like a little bit abstract in the way that like magical fights yeah are, so they're both, but i was like i was like digging it at the same time like i was enjoying this section they're both holding on to the little statue that connects we find out to the big statue that Rand saw back in book two so you and need the little statue holding on to, to it. control the big statue yeah and this is what what Asmodian has been looking for. So they're both holding on to it. So they're both controlling like a huge amount of power because it's a saw and grill. And they're battling back and forth. And then Rand feels something in his pants. <laughs> He's like, oh, my chunky like, man. Uh, are you just happy to see me? <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> and Rand pulls out his little man. His little man angrial. Angrial. <laughs> I'm losing it at the way you summarize that. Hey, I was listening to it on the way here and I was like, oh my goodness. Because <laughs> they're like rolling together and then Rand like feels oh something God, in his pocket. It really is. <laughs> I didn't get that at all. Uh, so anyways, Rand pulls out like the little man Sangriel or Angriel. Like, I think it's just an Angriel. And he's like, oh, this will give me just like a tiny little bit more power so I can best him basically. And he uses that. Okay, also is the Tur... Terangriel. Terangriel. They're using a song. Well, they're using they're a Terangriel to connect to a Sangriel. Yeah, but the, the statue Terangriel that they're a like fighting over yeah. is a nude woman clasping a child to her breast. No, no, it's a man holding a big crystal above his head. That's oh. one that falls in front of them. <laughs> is that so the that, one that, that one's to the woman no, one? No, no, that, that one's, one's just separate. That one just yeah, has to be mentioned. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> that has nothing to do with. Does it come back up? I don't. Alex? I'm not sure. <laughs> oh my god, he was like, we went like 20 pages without a naked woman. Woman, naked woman falls naked from the woman sky in, there. in statue form. Gotta get it in. Gotta get that quota of naked women. Okay, but this, so, 
I actually, so at this point also, I was like, I swear on Robert Jordan's computer or whatever, the spell check, when he wrote woman, it just put nude in front of it. <laughs> like it was just like autocorrect. Did you mean nude woman? And he was like, yeah. We you know you what? Yeah. Actually, put that in there. I like it. He's like, actually, that makes yeah, you know it way better. <laughs> this battle scene was drawing a lot of parallels for me to Nynaeve's battle scene like it's Nynaeve or Rand against a Forsaken and they're equal in the power and then I was also thinking about how somewhere in here in this section I don't know if it's in this chapter Rand makes a comment about how like he needs to be calm to channel Mm -hmm. like the void yes go into the void become calm now he can touch the source and Nynaeve needs to be angry to channel and I just I just noticed there's definitely some like character foils going on there Mm -hmm. for sure it back when we first saw this saw angry old big statue and we found out oh a man powers this one and then there's another one that a woman powers and i thought Egwene would power the other one just because i don't know she was my girly at the time but i i'm feeling like it's gonna be naive powering the female at one at this point it feels like it has to be but also that feels like giving a lot of credit to Nynaeve and I don't but I, I don't know I feel like Nynaeve like has been said she is like the strongest so much and if Egwene's gonna become like Amarlin like she's got her her thing what do you think in this this in this theory what are they using it for i don't think it's the end game it might be i'm not sure it might I be feel like whoever uses the women's side is going to die Ooh. Right. because they're not gonna be able to match the power of rand but maybe Nynaeve can because she is matching forsaken taylor taylor maybe if she's naked <laughs> i mean yeah you have to be naked to use it if you're the woman so yeah obviously <laughs> that's a rule i don't d- sorry did i forget to mention that you probably also have to be clutching a baby to your breast <laughs> so so we know that it's- i was thinking you would just stick it in your bosom the tarion grill obviously i don't know maybe because Lanfear wants to use it with Rand to destroy the Dark One. Like she says, if we if we use this together, we can destroy him. So I'm like, maybe. I, I was thinking it was gonna be Lanfear, and she was gonna like essentially get eaten up. By that it. would be cute. Maybe I'd be okay with that. I maybe <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I I do like the idea that Nynaeve is just as strong as Rand because they have had a lot of characterful comparisons. So I. I don't mind that. I like that. I don't want Nynaeve to be the sacrificial sacrifice. Yeah. Maybe it's Rand that gets Yeah, and as much as I'm for <laughs> only hope, killing but... off characters because the stakes have to be at a certain rate. I But she's like our only good character. She's like our only good one. <laughs> she's the only saving grace. So I'm gonna be really sad. I will cry, not because I'm being affected by the writing but because jordan took away the only character i care about (laughs) (laughs) alex is like let's move on before i (laughs) say something i shouldn't so during this battle the end it ends with rand manages to cut asmodian away from the dark one so the way it works when you are a forsaken (laughs) or a man (laughs) i guess when you are attached like the dark one is giving the male forsaken protection from the taint on yeah. Sidar or Sidine. So Asmodian is protected from going crazy. Rand cuts him off from that. So now 
he can go insane. And then Lanfear comes in after we get your Wonderful theory. opinion. Lanfear shields Asmodee in a certain way so that he can only channel like a little bit of power. So enough to teach Rand what he is doing, but not enough to like actually battle him until the point where Rand's going to be more powerful than him anyways. And in that explanation after Asmodean gets cut off, he's clearly beaten. Lanfear pops in and we hear... Asmodian, give her a name. And, so uh, really quickly before we get there, I want to say that he light a Vendasora on fire. Yeah, that is the tree. Asmodian does? No, Rand and him. Just, yeah, them fighting. While they're fighting. And they break like half the stuff in Roideon. Yes. Not the columns just, like, though. The columns are okay. The Terangriol and Which is great. Right, Rand is didn't want to ravaged. break the history of the Aiel. Destroying them would have been like obliterating the history of the Aiel. Kind of like My you dude, did, Rand. You kind of have like had zero respect for it in general. <laughs> like I don't I don't know where I'm supposed to feel like you care about it. I had a moment of sympathy for Rand when he like looked around and he said, I destroy, will it ever end? And I was like, that one actually kind of got me because I, I like he's doing stuff now. So my irritation about him being like the little Not whiny boy. Things. Yeah. Like he's got a teacher now. Yeah. Like he's, he, he's, he's doing stuff. Aiel. But like I did feel that moment of like him looking around and being like, I was just trying, I was just trying to do some good and I ended up destroying this whole city. I mean, and ruining says. it. And it's the fog around the city has gone away too. Like he's, he's destroyed something here. And, I did kind of have a moment of poor guy. You know, like that would be frustrating. Okay, but after all that, after this battle finishes, there is a gouge, like a a gouge through the ground of the city and it fills with water. So now the city is habitable. So even though he destroyed it, he still created something. Also, it mentions here that like somehow like the mountains are shorter and I wasn't really sure what that is supposed to mean. Like, are they higher up or are they low? Like I think they just, just, they, just, just they just really messed with the topography around it's provocative. here. <laughs> it's provocative. Uh, we so also Lanfear have a pops in. great little oh, line from her as she pops in. So she he's like, "What have you done? Like Lanfear, help me!" And she's like, "What has he done? He's beaten you like a dog, and not half as well as deserved. You were never meant for greatness, Asmodian, only to follow those who are great." And I was like, "This girl just really shows up and just cuts people down <laughs> to the core." Like, like, like we're cutting down cut. the mountains. I kind of uh, like apparently. it. <laughs> yeah. And then we have her being very confused about like how much Rand really knows about himself. Mm-hmm. And then Asmodian, she's like, oh, I can essentially give him enough power back that he can he can teach you. And like, this is now his fate because he's cut off from the Dark One. And yeah. like, and she's basically like, yeah, no, I'll let the other Forsaken know think. that you jump ship because, you know, I don't. I want you to train Rand, essentially. And if yeah. I don't tell them that you betrayed us, like betrayed the Dark One and They're went to the other side, then kind of you could potentially come back at some point. So I'm going to cut that off for you. And then you can make your choice. Yeah. <laughs> so she really backs him in a corner and he says, no, you cannot do this to me. Please, my Aaron, please. And I sent this picture straight out. <laughs> and I said, I Marissa love it when I'm right. <laughs> Marissa was right. Lanfear is Mirren or Myaren or however you pronounce it. I guess it would be Myaren is how Myren, I would think. Myren. But And she goes, my name is Lanfear. And she, she broke she bad is, about that. She, she does not want to hear her history. She does not want to hear <laughs> about that. And then she and then Rand with the little bit of power that he can muster just throws up like a 10 foot wall of fire. Yeah, that was okay. so random. <laughs> he was like, I'm so tired, but here's a balefire wall. But what about the descriptor as like, 
Lanfear like attacks Asmodian. The flesh of his face distorted, spread out like butter under a rock. <laughs> Where did that come from? What? Who? <laughs> what? I'm gonna be honest. I think I was so excited about being right that Where I does butter that? under a rock. Like how? Why? <laughs> I got hung up on that. I was. What imagery is that? <laughs> you. <laughs> Have you seen that before? I, I don't know. Visceral? <laughs> it's called visceral. It's called visceral imagery. <laughs> you feel it in your bones. I, and again, nobody knows what it means. No. It's provocative. <laughs> Gets the, it gets people, the people going. going. <laughs> we also find out that Lanfear was Kylie or Kelly. I was saying like, Keely. Yeah, I was fat. <laughs> okay, yeah, she's like, go you didn't Keely expect that, she says, did you? Do you think I could stand to be fat, ugly Keely? <laughs> like, but, but, but then. But yeah, you did. But you did. <laughs> My pride is strong enough to support a little fat when it must. Uh, okay. Wait, just like the fat shaming went through the roof on this one. Really? Like, I don't know why. It really came in strong. And We also have, uh, you know, you were devious in ba- battle, hard as stone and arrogant as the mountains, but open and soft hearted as a girl. So I love the internalized misogyny from Lanfear. Cool. cool. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Lanfear, for that. <laughs> well, if you're going to be a powerful woman, other women have to be Obviously. lesser. Than- so then we have another little bit of religious imagery as well. So she's talking about the Daishan. Daishans? Daishan Aiel. Daishans, like, essentially how they would act. And she said you could slap a Daishan's face and all he would do would ask what he had done, slap again, and he asked if he had offended. So there's a pretty famous, like, quote from the Bible when, like, you turn the other cheek, which this is very just reminiscent of. That's a biblical term? Yeah, that's new for me, Yeah. Too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're learning. Look at you learning things against your will. <laughs> <laughs> against Strapped my will. Hey, I see your note here about why do I kind of like Lanfear. <laughs> yeah. Why? Like, I shouldn't, right? Why? <laughs> I mean, she is bad, but she I really, cool. I personally wanted her to end up with Rand because, like, hot, strong woman. I'm, yeah, love that. Like, she's evil though, so don't. Now that she's not like Celine, like I hated Celine. Yeah, but she's just out in the open now. She's like, this is who I am. Now she's just like, I'm like, oh, okay, sure. I'm not mad about her anymore. <laughs> You're for it. <laughs> All right. Lastly, Rand has his teacher. I mean, sorry, the Dragon Reborn's Gleeman. So Tom's he out of a job. Tom is, Tom is out of a job. I, that was my first one. I Tom, was like, get out they're the gonna meet back up with Tom, and he's gonna be like, "What the heck? Why am I not your Gleeman? <laughs> this is weird." Oops. He finds the other half of the Sangreal thing, or he like already had it. So the woman Can, won. So I'm the... confused. But are there just like multiple of them? Because there was one yeah, there in Tenchiko, but it was broken. There's multiple copies of this because even Lanfear says oh the last time i saw one of those uh or the only other one of those i seen was broken i think like the the implication here is there used to be a lot so that multiple people could like join up and use this thing but now so even though two or rand has two rand has these two it's not like he has the two like there, so, someone else could yeah i mean like the other ones but there may be other ones out there that yeah. nobody really okay it's that unclear if, if those are the only ones they just happen to be the rare ones that have been found. They travel back to Alcardal to find out that about a fourth of the Aiel have left, including all the Shido and like bits from each of the clans, except for the Tardad Aiel. And then the rest have agreed to follow Rand 
Thank God the Shido have left. I'm sure there won't be a future Rand problem. Yeah, no, of course not. And then we have a great line from Rourke just to end off the book. Essentially, Rand is saying, you know, when the rest of the clan chiefs comes, it begins. And Rourke says it began long ago. The question is where and how it ends. And I was like, that's how you end a book. (laughs) Like, I really like that line. Okay, so Tay, I see your list here. Do the both of you have a clear idea of where each of the Forsaken is and how many we're missing? Yes, because because I typed it out. (laughs) Yeah. I sat with this. I for didn't a know there was a homework assignment. <laughs> well, I stood off the feel... okay. <laughs> No, no, it's fine. I feel you're gonna you're gonna pretty much no. Okay, so I can go yeah, through I it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's go through it. Agonor dead at the eye of the world. Balthamel dead at the eye of the world. Bilal, a gay Lord Salmon, dead at the Stone of Tear. Notably, Agonor was burned up by Rand with something. Balthamiel was disintegrated. Bilal was bale-fired specifically. And, and we got Ishamael. Yeah, Ishamael, aka you know, Balzamon, dead in the Stone of Tear, but like in another killed world. three times because the first one didn't stick. Yeah. Stabbed by Rand. Yeah. Lanfair. What? Whoa. Lanfear, a.k.a. Selene. Lanfear. A.k.a. Niren. Uh, sexy and thriving. Last seen in Rudian <laughs> stepping into like a white marble chamber. She like does a little step thing. And that's what Rance used through it instead of blackness. Asmodian, a.k.a. Jason Natale. 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 Cut off from the Dark One and unhappily Rand's new man teacher with Rand in Alcair Dal fronting as a gleeman. I wrote yep. for Lanvir. I have Lanvir. Hots for Rand. Asmodian. Hots for Rand. <laughs> 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 That's what they are. <laughs> uh. Mogadine, aka the Spider, last seen in the Panarch Palace in Tanchico, uh, losing to Nynaeve. She escaped her bonds and ran. Samael, Samael, Sam, Sam, yeah, Samael, yeah. Samael, no, Samael, Samael, Samael. Sa- <laughs> You're saying it right. <laughs> I, am I? <laughs> it feels yeah. like it's coming Samael, out of my mouth. Yeah. Samael posing as a ruler of Ilian uh, with his dark hound doggies. Lanfear has warned us of his envy. Then we have Robin, right. technically location unknown, warned of his thirst for power. And the theory is he is Morgaze's man, Gabriel. Demandred, location unknown, or warned of his hate. Graindal. Demandred, yeah. Yeah. Demandred and Graindal. Grain Graindal. It's like Grain. grain. Grain yeah. Doll, who is a woman, location unknown, collects handsome young men. Um, that should say handsome young men and women. She collects. Oh, I don't know if that was everyone. ever. It wasn't, but she does. Landfear just says that she collects handsome young men. Uh, Masana, location unknown. Masana, 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 location unknown. Semarag, 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 location unknown. Okay, so we have. <gasps> One were warned of their envy. We're warned one of their lust. It's giving sins. Yeah, we're given the seven deadly sins here. So pride, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, and sloth. Sloth be Asmodian? Lazy. Yeah, probably Asmodian. Yeah. Lust makes sense. Envy. What was uh Pride, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, and sloth. So I guess like Oh, wrath would be Demondred then if we're warned of his hate. Yes. Sense. So I'm going to assume that we're going to get a little bit from each of them just because it's really weird to warn someone of their envy. Mm. Like, that's a weird... Right, yeah. It's a weird way to say it. Like, I feel like that's a... These are 
going to connect to the sins. I'm assuming either Lanfear or Grandal. Grandal. Grandal could stand in for lust. I feel yeah, like I'm going to say she's lust. Lanfear? I don't think or... Lanfear is lust. Oh, okay. Well, I think Grand- Lanfear is the embodiment of Eve, so I think she fits mm. her own. Yeah, thing I mean, there's... there's 13 Forsaken as well, so. I think there's only 12. There's 12? There's 13. Is this not 13? 1, 2, 3, 4. Oh, no, that is 13. 7, 8. Okay, so notably as well, I mentioned it before. Bilal is the only one that has been explicitly bail fired and we will get more information about what that means but I just want to note that and then we can well, uh... that's ominous what do you mean is bail fire like he a... was taken out with bail fire that is important to remember is that's it like a like a teleportation thing not a kill thing you can't answer don't answer read and find I'm... out <laughs> I'm just you just read and spitting, find out Tay. spitting ideas what do you mean what does it mean it's just important to remember <laughs> what does it mean all right <laughs> That's all I'll say. All right. Before we do our game, let's do some readings. Give them to me, people. This was hard. This was incredibly difficult. Well, I guess everybody's at the bottom. No, our book rating. Oh, that's what we're doing. I thought we were doing MVT book ratings. That's what we want. Yeah. So this was <laughs> very hard because I felt very split between the first half of the book and the second half of the book. And then also just like certain sections were a lot better than others. And like I made the joke that if, well, I mean, Tay made the better joke, which was she sent a nice little picture of the perfect world. You know, like it's, it's like of all the Singapore advanced. airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the world if there was no book misogyny. four didn't have misogyny. <laughs> So I just feel like I had to equate that in somewhere. And so it's really, it was really weird because I feel like I enjoyed this book a lot at the end. And there was cool parts in that. And there was cool parts in the middle that I really loved, but also like it came out rated really weird. Like I, it's just, it's really complicated. And I don't know if you kind of feel the same way, Tay, with your rating. I just didn't feel like, anyway, so we can, we can jump into it. Writing is our first category. Reminder for everyone, we do like a four-part rating here. Uh, We do writing, characters, plot, and then our post-reading rating, which is essentially like how we felt at the end and how much we want to continue the series and kind of just without kind of thinking about it too deeply what we would have given the book. So those are our four parts and then we'll give our final rating. So we start with writing. Tay, do you want to go first or do you want me to? Um, I can go. So I just want to start this rating with a sigh. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I feel. I gave it a two. And (gasps) I mean, you know, I'm gonna, what I'm gonna talk about, like, it it just makes me sad that I'm reading a famous fantasy series that has a lot of cool ideas and a lot of good storylines, but that is just overshadowed by unrelenting misogyny. Like it, it just it's disappointing and it's tiring and it starts to have an effect like on me personally as a woman just like I need to give myself yeah. some affirmations after reading this <laughs> like it just 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 I to am like beautiful. just, just to and just, I'm not naked <laughs> I am not, not naked, naked. <laughs> I just go to my like mirror after we I do some reading and I'm like I still have clothes on right yeah. <laughs> just checking okay, right. okay I'm still dressed I yeah, I thought I was being harsh. I gave it a 2.25. And I literally said if you took out all the misogyny and all the like repeated scenes and like phrases and stuff, it could get up to like a four. Even just without the misogyny, I think it would have been a 3.75. But the first yeah. half of this book, and I said it, I wanted to stop reading. Like I'm having fun doing the podcast, but like 
it was exhausting getting through the first 200, 300 pages. And I even put in my review the second, like, so just a very short 500 pages was dedicated to misogyny and sexism. Like, it's it's a lot to read of just women being naked and having no agency and also being just abused. Like, it was just a lot. I also would like to call out the, again, the repetition in his writing. I'm sorry. Yeah. Why are the phrases that were, like, just naive coming back to everyone like i don't know it's just like it lost me a little bit so the writing took a big hit on that's definitely one. a common complaint yeah. about yeah. the series is there is like repetition of both and i i, I did and say like actions and stuff the section when rand is rodeon witnessing the history of the aiel so cool the second section where rand is fighting in rodeon so interesting everything like there was other stuff that i thought was really cool yeah i had to split the difference yeah so. i i also wrote that the first half of the book was hard to get through in the second half like it's still contained misogyny don't you worry yeah but the story picked up enough it was a lot it was a lot easier to read my focus shifted like to the yes. the plot a little more than and i was able to enjoy the plot yeah or at least block out some of the hate <laughs> yeah so i'll do characters first so i gave it a three I said, I wish, I'm just going to read out my whole blurb because I think I said it very nicely. <laughs> I wish Jordan could keep his characters a touch more consistent. I enjoyed some of the growth around Fael, though I still can't stand how both her and Perrin treat each other. Matt sections left him feeling useless and tangential to the story, with only a few sections outside of his objectification of every woman ever to be of true importance. I did find Ran more interesting and complex in this section than I have in any other part of the series. Overall, I just wish the characters could keep a consistent voice and tone instead of feeling like traced outlines of who they could be. Also, just really wish not every male character resorted to misogyny at the first little show. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think that was very well said. I I gave it a three. I made a note that I want to give it a 2.9 just so that it's not a three, but <laughs> <laughs> three it is. Three it is. It's close. Yeah. And and I like the question is, is it Jordan or our characters I have such a problem with? Like we can we can pass off a good chunk of my disdain as negative feelings was, toward the writing when yeah. the characters I, like we, I have this thing about critique where we can't judge what was given as like, oh, it shouldn't have like we have to kind of judge it as it's being given and assume it was all intentional. And so when you assume that these characters are written this way intentionally, <laughs> it's a little bit like, wow. So I don't know, like, I feel like that's like, even with your feelings about Jordan aside, it it's just like the characters don't make sense some of the time. And some of the time they're so interesting. Yeah, like we get nine. I wish more of the characters were written in the way Nynaeve is. She's the most consistent, even though she's not entirely consistent. But yeah, yeah like you have said that we, we get a character and then like there's just like, like I'm thinking of Elaine, the inner monologue so switch. Cool. Yeah, it, like she she went from being such a cool, confident woman to I, not. just not <laughs> and was where, why like, like, at least with Egwene, too, we could write it off as, like, trauma mm-hmm. when she had a big character shift, which I don't think it was intended to be read as trauma. I think I think, I think Jordan just did what he kind of does with the female characters. But, like, at least we had an excuse to, like, lean on. Mm-hmm. With, like, Elaine, I'm like, what happened, girl? Like, as far as you're concerned, you met the love of your life. And then 
you just became terrible. <laughs> yeah, I I, <laughs> I do like that some of the characters are getting a little more complex, a little more dimension to them, Rand, Nynaeve, yeah. and they're not having just the same three thoughts on repeat. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't, that, that's kind of where I'm yeah. at. How about the plot? I so I gave the plot a three point five. I the first section we read the plot was just misogyny. I I don't feel like I can even <laughs> there was there was no plot. <laughs> I don't feel like I can include that section in this part of the rating. But like there's there's nothing there. Uh, for the yeah. rest of the book, I thought the plot was good, but a little it felt like a lot of setup for future books to me. Like mm-hmm. we were getting a lot of information. There was a lot of world building which I like. It was just a little bit slower. I feel like there were some key events that were exciting and intriguing, like Roydian and the battles with the Forsaken, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's building to more. I, I'm excited to see where it's building. So I gave it a 3.75. And I just love my first couple lines of my writing. So I'm just going to read them out. I already <laughs> sent them to you guys, so it's fine. <laughs> but the plot is unnecessarily slow at the beginning of the novel, leaving chapters upon chapters to be padded with misogyny and sexism and the forbi- forbidden ankles of serving gals. As the novel picked up, I did sa- find myself thoroughly in- entertained and enthralled to see what would happen next outside of the comments on women's bodies and all women just getting naked randomly. Parent sections were the most contrived. Like Jordan just had people conveniently forgetting things so that parent could have more things to do really like that was all that felt like also and i i put in brackets here hey loyal (laughs) (laughs) poor loyal just being sent to pick up parent slack here also we have an entire section where we are led to believe the stakes are against like against parent are so high and then he pulls a well actually (laughs) and it just kind of felt like silly a little bit i feel like it was supposed to feel cooler than it read for me personally and like Rand and Nynaeve, Elaine's selections were more enjoyable plot-wise, and I actually looked forward to the rotation, and I did like his battle scene, even if it was like a little predictable at times or a little bit confusing, but it was okay. Like I enjoy I was having fun. So that was kind of where everything with the plot lined up there. And then I have for post-reading rating, I have a 4.5. <laughs> I love the switch. <laughs> I I this sucked this sucked this sucked but I did rate it a 4.5 and I, I, I feel like it. people listening might be like that's super confusing I once again reiterate this is like without any thought you know what I mean like I read the last line and I was like what would I rate this like based on how I'm feeling right now and I was really excited to pick up this the next one like I was I was like oh we have a break that kind of sucks like I want to see where all this is building to like I was excited to see where the plot was going and I loved that last line from Rurark like I just thought that was such a good way to like oh my god it has already begun like I was right there with him and then I was like oh right all the misogyny and it just came crumbling down right so I remembered how crappy I felt at the beginning and that's where all the other lower marks come in so I mean take from that what you will but Tay what did you give it? (laughs) I gave it a 3.5. I this book I do kind of appreciate that it wasn't wrapped up as nicely as the past ones have been like we haven't all Mm -hmm. we're not all in the same place together like things have pretty well wrapped up but also not we can see that yeah it feels like it's in the middle of a series a little bit more than other books yeah the first three like it could have ended pretty much yeah where they were i got more excited about this book as i was going through our notes 
and like because there was dots I was connecting and I was I got more excited to talk to you guys about it than I was of just like yeah I actually wonder how much of my post reading rating is also thinking about just like I get to chat with my girls like I get very excited to talk about it so that might also be it and like I am curious to see where it goes and that's definitely playing into it that's for Um, sure so I have a final rating of 3.25 if you average all my final rating is three mathematically which I had to work really hard to figure out that formula everybody so <laughs> i would like a pat on the back for that i'm so proud of i you. honestly don't know if i did it right I, it's fine you just add them up and then divide by four i think that's what i did i don't know okay perfect it was a blur <laughs> two three three point five three point five yeah it's a three Woo. it's a solid three like there's no decimal it was it was solid <laughs> she's she's a three all right i did have um, a note with my final rating i'll just want to say like, I can see why outside of the misogyny, people do like the story. I personally had a lot of problems with the misogyny and I compared it because I always compare reading books to like savory dishes. It's like when there's like too much of like cilantro or something that's like really strong oh. in a really good dish and you just, you just, it just ruins it. <laughs> it's Even just, it should be good. It should be good if they're like, again, also, I didn't need any cilantro. It's like I'm allergic to cilantro. <laughs> also, Could have just gone without it. <laughs> there wasn't the right amount of misogyny. That's not what I'm saying. But it was so strong in it that it just completely. Like you you didn't order it knowing there was cilantro. You ordered it and it came yeah, with cilantro and you're like, oh, yeah. okay, well, I've got it. And then not only that, I was like, I can maybe push through a little bit of cilantro, but it was like a salad and 50% of it was cilantro. <laughs> like it was too much cilantro. <laughs> they used that as lettuce. Okay. Yeah. It is rated 4.15 on that Storygraph. That is very shocking. I, I mean, I think it's the story. I feel like you might have to look also <laughs> at the demographic that's reading it. I don't think as many men would pick up or feel the way we do. Yeah. And I mean, I, I compared this one to the other ones because I felt like I had a little bit more fun reading the last half of this book and I was very surprised to see like this one didn't come in a little bit higher but then I I really think I messed up with my book three rating and I just want to say like I completely forgot about the map of Tarvel on (laughs) when I gave that rating I was like I'm going off vibes of the ending I forgot there was human anatomy included in the land of the women Mm -hmm. so i just the women map i just feel like sometimes i also might have just missed some of the other stuff because i was like oh what's ran gonna do next to annoy me (laughs) instead of like did i actually enjoy this as a whole and i i mean anyway that's moral of the story i don't like the misogyny but like i am still enjoy the story is good i don't think it's amazing but I do think you're it's having a good time. With good. The like I'm having a good time. And like I said, if the misogyny wasn't in the dish, I would recommend it to my friends. <laughs> I would eat it. <laughs> yeah, I would eat it happily. Well, you're being Instead, forced to eat it. <laughs> I'm tied to the chair being force fed. Just mouth. Are you also naked? I have to assume that is. Obviously. <laughs> Why would I be wearing? Why would I be wearing food and in a chair? The like... minute you got the minute everyone leaves, I'm obviously naked. <laughs> Like I can't even make that joke. Like it's it's it's, it's upsetting. It's too much. All right, can we play a game now? <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Here we go. This is my game. Okay, so we're calling it or I called it I said I truths. I think one of you said I said I or lie before. But in this game, I'm gonna ask you a question and you have to tell a truth while also hiding the truth, as you currently know it. Uh, pretend I am a man you want to control and trick. You can talk around the truth, tell me unrelated facts or other truths, but you can't lie. Okay. 
Sound good? I'm going to do yeah. my best. I'm nervous. Be your most manipulative self. Oh. All right. Let me channel that. Who was Lanfear? Lanfear was a Forsaken who was in love with Lucerne. All right. Or is, I guess. I just have to, okay, wait, what do I have to do? Tell you the truth while also hiding the truth. Yeah. So like, you don't want to reveal Miriam, But who... you don't want to say that. Yeah. Lanfear was a woman. Lanfear has was. gone by several names that change with the situation. This is true. These are true. All right. Here. Maybe this is a easier one to um, get ideas for. So question is, why is Varen hanging around the two rivers? For what reason? Varen is very interested and dedicated to her studies. And she finds... The tales of two rivers people fascinating. Yeah, that's true. That's... <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is a really hard game. I can ask you a different question if you want one that you can also just tell me facts about Varen. Like it doesn't have to be Say the question again. <laughs> Why is Varen hanging around the two rivers? What's what's she doing there? Varen is interested in the lore of many lands and always wants to learn more. True. That is that is correct. Good Isidai. Good Isidaiing. Is because you don't know explicitly know the answer to this, but is Lan in love with Nynaeve? Do you how do you two think Lan feels about Nynaeve? Lan has always said he's only taken one one person as his bride and that is death. Lan is protective of Nynaeve. Alright, both true. This is correct. <laughs> Does Roydion contain sacred information about the history of the IEL? Roydion can only be accessed by people who have been given permission by the wise ones. And generally, when they come out, they are considered clan chief. Or wise ones. Or wise ones. Roydion contains empty fountains and dust. Both true. Does I feel like those. if we mix those together, that would be a really great Isidai. Yeah. <laughs> you guys need to meld your answers together. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's how we need to do this. We need to like feed off of each other. Like mm-hmm. just keep it going. Keep the lie going. <laughs> All right. Has the Horn of Valier been found? The Horn of Valier is hidden. The Horn of Valier has been found many times throughout the ages. Both true. Both true. Is Loyal writing a book about the Dragon Reborn currently? Loyal spent most of this book reading in his room and acting the hero. And he also was sent on a number of quests that just covered up the tracks of everyone else. So he's actually doing much better than everyone else. (laughs) This is true. Loyal can always be found with a book in his hands or pockets. He does have book-sized pockets. This is true. Is Tam Rand's father? Tam raised Rand. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) That's really all there is to it. (laughs) Rand has called Tam father i like that one too that's a very like jedi answer it felt like <laughs> it felt a little backwards a little twisty <laughs> all right this one's for i Tay. feel like changing around the 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 subject and the object of the sentence is a great way to lie as an eye by the mm-hmm. way because you're refocusing what the question was about yeah i really like that one good job tay oh <laughs> thanks <laughs> this takes a lot of thought <laughs> all right do you like loyal as a character. <laughs> Loyal is very valuable whether or not everyone sees that. Right. Loyal has never graced the bottom of my list in terms of my most likable characters. And also, Loyal is often overlooked 
shift in his value, specifically by Rand when he just like completely ignores him. Is Egwene studying to become a better dreamer? Egwene Egwene, like most people, has to sleep and therefore (laughs) dreams occasionally. What happens in those dreams is for Egwene to know. You to find out. (laughs) (laughs) If she wants you to. I just said Egwene dreams. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, we had very different strategies for that one. (laughs) Tay said as little as possible. (laughs) I just kept talking. (laughs) Is Suan Sanche still the Amarlin seat? Suan Sanche is a woman of power intrinsically. Suan is in possession of a man who has been gentled because he was a a false dragon. That is also true. (laughs) I didn't answer the question. I know. I'm so awful. (laughs) How dare you leave me Perrin would hate me. That's a compliment. Confuse me. (laughs) I aim to be hated by Perrin. (laughs) I want that on a shirt. (laughs) Is Elaine the daughter heir of Andor? Elaine has been raised to lead and care for people. True. Elaine intrinsically has a lot of mothering and caring values, which is one of the reasons why Rand is so smitten with her. (laughs) Does Matt like gambling? (laughs) This is all I could think for his character in this moment. (laughs) He had no plot in this book. Matt takes chances. To my chagrin. That he does. Is it gambling if you know the outcome will turn in your favor? Ooh. Turning a question. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. All right. I see it. Just getting the hang of it. Okay. (laughs) I feel like that one was like straight up a line from Maureen. (laughs) (laughs) Copy paste. It's fine. You're speaking like Maureen now. Yeah. That's my goal. Was Nynaeve a wisdom in the two rivers? Nynaeve. Nynaeve is a very powerful accepted who is training to become Aes Sedai. Nynaeve has a vast knowledge of medicinal herbs and their uses that can be very beneficial to Nynaeve no longer that is true. Nynaeve would not call herself a wisdom. I feel like she would call herself not anymore. Yeah, I guess I guess not anymore at this point. All right. Is Min's name is Min's real name Elmindrada? Your truest name is the one you feel fits you best. I like that. What is in a name? A rose by any other name would still smell as sweet. That's Shakespeare, by the way. <laughs> I was wow. like, where was that from? <laughs> Who knew I should have paid attention right. to Shakespeare? <laughs> I think that's all my uh my question. Oh, is Nynaeve the most powerful channeler of her time slash grad class. <laughs> Nynaeve cannot channel while calm. What? Nynaeve cannot channel while calm. Yes. I, I don't know why I merged while calm, while and calm together. And it was just like, while calm. And I'm like, what Wacom? are you saying? Like who? <laughs> she cannot channel while calm. We do not know the limitations of Nynaeve. That's true. All right. Boom. That took like good. a lot of thinking power brain that power. took a lot of brain power yeah i agree and definitely like was hard to just like do off the bat there <laughs> i got so confused by myself anyways all right finally last thing give me your mvt to lvt rankings or i should say lvt to mvt because you go bottom to top who's ready i can go Tay's ready so we have 13 on the list min had some oh, action and oh and avienda has been added and 13th 
wolf boy Perrin. To no surprise. Fael deserves better. In 12th Tom, he did some stuff, but it didn't feel entirely necessary. And I don't like whatever his relationship with Elaine is. It's icky. Even if it's I not... I don't want it defined. I, Thanks. It's giving stepdaddy. And <laughs> I, <guess. laughs> I have to go. I just I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> In 11th, Matt. I like Matt's character. I think he's got a lot of funny quirks when he's not being a dirtbag about women. But he just didn't... Mm. He didn't have a lot going on this this section. In 10th, men she she was just a blip but she she got some important stuff done so that's good but it just it was just she was just there for a moment uh in ninth elaine she she was fine she was a little weird to the panarch and she she just thinks everything's about her whenever you know when they're being kidnapped or when men are sent to their aid it's not always about you elaine sweetie it's it's fine. In eighth, Egwene, we didn't get a whole lot of her, but she seems to maybe be maturing a little under the wise one's guidance. Seventh, Rand, he he is changing things. He is setting the Aiel in motion and will rip them apart, but he's he's following his destiny now. He's not all caught up about that, so that's good. Sixth, Lan, he... Was he really in this part? I feel like he was just he's mentioned, mentioned as the one. Like he's yeah, just to go in with Rand. He's just like there. Fifth, Moraine. She also didn't do a whole lot, but honestly, I couldn't put Rand above them. It that just <laughs> right. <laughs> it didn't feel right. It's not proper. Uh, in fourth, I have Avienda because I really like Avienda, and if she's gonna start dating Rand, I don't know that she's gonna remain at the top of this list. So I just had to give her a chance while I could. Third, Fail. She saved the day, bringing the second force in and not listening to a man that tried to tell her what to do. I wish she didn't marry Perrin. I hate that for her, but we all make choices. I hope that divorce is legal in this world. I don't I, I don't think so. I don't I, think so. Based on the vibes alone, I think I not. want to pretend that it is. Which also, if divorce isn't a thing, just real world stuff that is another tool to control women and that in and of itself is misogynistic so i want yeah, her that's why i'm guessing it's not Th- that <laughs> makes sense second naive she she is the best character <laughs> like the most well-rounded doesn't feel quite like the right word like she has her flaws but they seem realistic like she just feels like the most believable character. And in mm-hmm. first is loyal. We don't get to see it, but he's a hero and I'm proud of him. <laughs> All right, Marissa. All right. We are fairly similar, although there were some some differences. So we have 13th Perrin. Enough said. <laughs> 12. I also have Tom. Again, he's just tugging his own mustache. It's <laughs> not a lot. 11th, we have Matt. I want him to have more plot so he stops objectifying women that's a weird sentence (laughs) didn't think i was gonna say that 10th i have elaine just like bad vibes from her to be honest like she's just she's really falling downhill and also she's just judging everyone else's culture she's really not a girl's girl in this no not a girl's girl really not a girl's girl going against the cultures falling apart i have a gwayne in ninth mostly because other people kind of went up above her and she wasn't doing a lot i do think she's learning a bit so i'm excited 
to see growth in her hopefully in the next book is what I'm hoping. I have Rand in eight, which every time he's not below 10 is just a good vibe for him. <laughs> he just took a moment to objectify women, you know, instead of, you know, like a month. So like improvement. And also there was only like a couple lines about how much he thinks Moraine is evil, even though she he did compare her to Lanfear. So, you know, he's still mid-ground. Seven, I have Min. I think a lot of her previous actions have kept her from climbing too high up this list, although she was a complete, not complete, like, badass here, but I did love that she was like, I'm not leaving without the Emerlin seat, or rather the ex-Amerlin seat. She's making things happen. She got a little judgy when they were leaving again, and then she was like, oh my god, what did I do? And I was like, yeah, you, you did good. <laughs> you saved somebody. Be happy. Anyway, I have Fahil in sixth. I really wish I could put her higher, but she made Perrin propose to her so that she would trick him. And it's just like, it's everything about her character is wrong and it's not who she is, but it's, I have to judge what's in front of it and it's making me upset. So she's six. She was doing fine. Lan fell to fifth because he was really only mentioned a couple times. And also he just got like crapped all over by Elaine who was like... <laughs> He's stone-faced, and I wouldn't date him. Good. He wouldn't <laughs> date you. Uh, we have fourth, Avienda. I have no issue with Avienda. No issue. She's going to fall into the Rand trap, and I'm so sorry that's going to happen to her. And I'm sure in, like, two books, she's going to have her moment where she gets really jealous of everyone else, even though it's part of her culture to have, like, a polyamorous polygamy marriage. And I'm sure that will come up and not... I won't like her as much, but she seems really cool right now. And you know what? She accepted his ugly jewelry. So like, good for her. <laughs> that was really nice of her. Maybe that's why she's hiding it. She's like, Ugh, I have to wear this. But like, it sounded ugly like, to see it. I'm picturing like a really thick, like, like she also did bangle. have a line where she was like, she yeah. was like, oh, I bought in this for other people, but I could never buy them because it was like so noisy. And like, I guess now I can actually wear them. And I was like, listen, I think she's taking more thought from the gift than Rand at all put into it. It was like, <laughs> yeah, like, girls bracelet. like Girl bracelets. Bracelet. <laughs> but yeah. she really, I feel like she really did feel honored, even though she was like, I don't think you mean it like this. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you know what you're giving Even me though right I'm now. <laughs> falling in love with you and I hate myself for it, which like, fair girl, we've all been there. Third, we have Moraine. She did not do a lot, but I'm going to get in my Moraine love while I can because she's she's going to fall off soon. She's done skis soon? <laughs> she's done skis. Oh, no. And it's going to be very sad. We're going to lose like one of my top three characters. Loyal is in second. I would put Loyal in first if I got to see his heroic acts. What? Why is Jordan punishing me in this way? It's very not cool. And first, Nynaeve, because I love her and she's interesting. And every time I get to read about her, my day gets better. So she's my girl. She's the number one. If she ever falls, I'm not okay. Send help. Uh-oh. Well, Dun-dun. Dun-dun. That's my drama that's for that. the day. Well, that's the end of book four. All right. So for book five which is the fires of heaven, if we needed a more biblical name. Prologue to the end of chapter 14. Very good. All right. So that brings us to the end of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to join our Discord server, you should, because there's lots of awesome conversations happening in there. Please do so by following the link in the description of this podcast. We also have an Instagram account at Queens of Fantasy Pod on there, where you can see 
posts and updates from us. So definitely check that out. Furthermore, if you want to come and chat with me about Nynaeve and how much you also love her, I will be accepting no hate, thank you. You can do so by finding me on Instagram at Maddie Dancer. If you want to follow my other podcast, it is a sister podcast to this one called The Book Jar Pod. You can also do so on Instagram at The Book Jar Pod. And if you are so interested in picking my brain about random Wheel of Time stuff while I play video games with my friends, both named Matt, ironically, you can do so at Crowned Heathens or twitch.tv slash Crowned Heathens there. Tay, where can the people find you? People can find me on Instagram at Current Reading. And I'm also at Currente Reading in the Discord. Alex? You can find me at a creative al on Instagram and Alex Sadai in the Discord. Yes, and I'm also in the Discord. I'm just Marissa. You'll find me. I'm very <laughs> prominent. Otherwise, we thank you so much for listening and we encourage you to leave us a review if you so like this podcast so we can help get this out to other people. A written review is always welcome, but even just leaving us a rating is really awesome. Otherwise, we thank you one last time for listening. And as always, we will see you in the next chapters. Bye. Bye, everyone. I think you need to keep that pause in so we can explain what it was. (laughs) Or whoever edits this. A tea sipping pause. That was every one of us (laughs) sipping our tea and looking at each other. I liked I liked Tay's Oh, this is what we're doing now. I I can do that too. (laughs) I'm not in the room, but I'm included. (laughs) I'm a part of this. Yeah, pretty much. Oh.